Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Season 5, Episode 4 of the Rink Moose Hockey Podcast, an episodic podcast where two, sometimes three, sometimes four, sometimes five good friends gather on a table, a kitchen, a hot tub, a bedroom, a fucking Caribbean island, <laughs> and discuss all things NHL and their implications in the fantasy hockey Universe, I am one of your hosts, as always, Nick Costu. Today, alongside my good pal, as always, Kyle Nice. How are you doing, Kyle? Good, 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 Nick. Uh, as some of the YouTube viewers might be able to see, or wherever you're watching, uh, I'm wearing this Pittsburgh Penguins jersey, this Montreal Canadiens hat, honoring wow. the fallen. <laughs> honoring the fall. I know it's a little bit of a mishmash, isn't it? Um, but yes. It's an awful-looking mishmash. It's awful, no, but they don't go together no. at all. No, they don't. They don't. <laughs> Truly they don't. not. It's okay, no. though. So this is uh, – I'm sure you – well, you, you haven't been looking at all the headlines, but people have been doing this thing where they post pictures of themselves last time Pittsburgh wasn't in the playoffs. Oh, my God. It's like 06. It's incredible. So it's like – That's incredible. You know, we were like – we were 10 years old, Nick. We were 10 years old last time this happened. So it's an end of an era. That's it's shocking. turning of a page. It's a it's a horrible, tragic failing of management who's now been gutted, um, and uh, you know what? They're, we're not going to be talking about him today. So I thought I'd get him in because, you know, what what would it be without talking about Pittsburgh in the playoffs? I'll I'll have to get in my little my little word here. But, well, but you're in a, well, you're in a, yeah. Go ahead. Well, yeah. Well, <clears throat> fuck. Sorry, my voice is just raspy as hell. Late night here in uh, in Aruba, but um. <laughs> Anyways, this um, this uh, this Sid character and his team. Um, so they they had a tough stretch there at the end of the season. They needed to win a certain number of games. They 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 were ahead, and so as someone who's on this island with no television and no yeah. resources at his disposal, uh, what the, what the hell happened here? What, what like what did it take for these guys to just fall out? Well, like I said earlier, like the the writing was on the wall from the beginning of the season. Like they, were... you knew, you knew they were going to make it, and, and conversations with you, you almost knew they're done. I yeah, because you know what, it it wasn't just this last stretch; it was all over the season. They were losing like must win games all over wow. the place, wow. all over the place. It just yeah. got kind of compounded at the at the last bit here, and it it happened in shocking fashion. Like they had the easiest schedule. Yeah, I forget who they lost to. I think it was like they Columbus lost to Chicago on Tuesday. Ch- yeah, five Chicago. Two. That, that, that was the is, one, eh? That's ridiculous. At home, they had the easiest home. schedule of all the three teams fighting for a spot. They're at yeah. home against Chicago. Chicago's got nothing going on, and you know that yeah. they actually hurt themselves winning that game. So it's they had like, it. They had it. They beat Minnesota. They beat Detroit, and then they had a Tuesday Thursday game. Chicago Blue Jackets, and and that one yeah. they lost to Chicago did them in. I think a Crazy. combination of things. I think it's uh, depth on forward is completely laughable. Mm-hmm. Goalies injured and shit. Mm-hmm. And then a, a team that's kind of uh, a little bit fatigued with, with the current group, with the current messaging, you know? Mm-hmm. I think the, the coach has got something to do with this too. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if they find a new guy there too. Yeah. It's just a combination of things. Who knows what happens from here? Like new management's going to have to decide: is it a rebuild? Is it uh, a retool? Let's get the get the guys going, or do you sit down with the stars and say, "Hey, we're tearing this thing down. Where do you want to be? Go? Where do you want to go? You know? Yeah. Do you want to stick yeah. around? 
or do you want to go be traded somewhere else? So right, and, that, and those decisions you, are going to be made soon. So and so, what do you, what, sorry, what do you think happens from a player standpoint? Like, uh, is is who's who's going? Are Malkin Latang staying? Like, what's what's the deal here? Latang just resigned. Clearly, he's got yeah. to stay. And then Malkin is he off? Yeah, sort sort of both of those guys, but uh, that's tricky, man. Like, I don't think it. At the end of the day, ownership is going to have a say when they're hiring these GMs. Like, mm. here's what's going to happen. You have to mm-hmm. make this sort of thing happen. I think that uh, they retool, they go for a short-term plan. To me, I don't see how that can work, though. You know, they don't have any assets to do so. Mm-hmm. So, fuck. Maybe, you know what? Maybe they can't retool. Yeah. Maybe they ha- have a hard look in the mirror and they say, next year we're going to blow let it up. things go. We'll see, let's see what happens, yeah? Yeah. And and go from there. And then I think, you know, the, the Latangs of the – Latang, I think, is going to retire. Like, that's yeah. where I'm going with all his health yeah. issues. Yeah. And then Malkin, I could see him – to be honest, I don't know if I see Malkin joining another team either. Mm-hmm. Like, he's mm-hmm. pretty long in the tooth. He's he's up there at 37. Mm-hmm. And he's and he's he's still got a lot of gas left, but mm-hmm. – I don't know. That that's hard. He's had injury troubles too, of course. Yeah, he had a good so, season. He had a good season. He did. He did. All all of them did. The three of them did. It's mm. just. I don't know, man. I don't know what to say about that Tragic. situation. Tragic. Yeah. yeah. I think the no, only I... way forward is the rebuild, but the stars kind of prevent that, mm. mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. just bad for the fans, man. Bad. For yeah. The fans. Okay, so Florida sneaks in, Islanders sneak in in the East. We'll get into them shortly. And then, and then in the West, Winnipeg sneaks in, Calgary yeah. and Nashville out. What are your thoughts on those two there? Specifically, Calgary um, is this uh, yeah. is this going to be problematic? Is is our good oh. is our elf is our elf friend Daryl Sutter gone? I mean, he should be gone. <laughs> He's got some sort of weird relationship with the GM there. Like, mm-hmm. what a. What an underperformance all around in Calgary. Like, they didn't deserve to, to win. They didn't deserve mm-hmm. to get into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, look at Huberto as culprit number one. Of just like, mm-hmm. that is a symbol of that team not working under that coaching group. Mm-hmm. So, hey, listen, they needed this as a kick in the pants to change something. Maybe that gets mm-hmm. him out. We love the guy. I don't want him to be out of the league. Right. But uh, I think the farm is calling on this one, Nick. I think mm-hmm. the farm is calling. The cows need to be milked. Right. They need to be milked. And, uh, and he, he's going home. I think he's going home, honestly. He's going home. And and so what, what um you know, is this just flawed? Whoa. Oh, fuck. He just barges in. Okay. Wow. This is totally off the cuff. This is just this out is of off the fucking the cuff. blue. This is off the reservation. Wow. Okay. So for those who can't see on YouTube, John Ramo Rossi. Uh, latest member of the uh, of the Rink Moose rotation has just joined the building, and wow. uh, he is here to join our playoff preview show. Uh, John Remo, we were just talking about uh, the teams that didn't get into the playoffs, uh, Pittsburgh and Calgary, namely. Yeah. Um, what the hell do you have to say about that? I, I, you know what? First of all, I just want to say uh, thanks again, guys, for having me on. Uh, great to see everybody. I love this again. impromptu. Yeah, this is great. So, uh, it's like a radio know, hit. Yeah, we like to see it. So, uh, yeah, listen, I'm going to start with the Pens because I'm beyond disappointed um, in how their season turned out. I mean, I mean, like, I think how like we spoke about this last time. I think me specifically, where we kind of talked about how you have an aging core, something like I think their average age is like 32, 33, like. 
these next two years might be the last two we get to see Sid, Malkin, and Latang play at their prime, right? So I think when you're yeah. looking at this from a management perspective, how do you not go all in with everything the franchise, with, with everything these three guys have given you, right? Three Stanley Cups, they've been, what, the best team arguably in the league to watch overall for maybe the last 15 years, right? Like, yeah. like they've just been consistently good, and you go out there and you don't even give them the pieces they need to compete. And I think they were too passive at the deadline, and we spoke about that. But the just to mm-hmm. me, the disappointment's there because you have a team that's really at their last kick of the can. You don't go all out. And then the fact that they fired upper management so quickly, the fact we've seen Hextall gone, Burke gone, that tells you that they're kind of taking the same view, I think, that we all have here, which is it's not the players that fail. This is an aging core, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. Malkin coming out saying it's a young man's game is his way of saying, like, you know, you guys gave us nothing. You know, you gave us nothing right. to work with here because we're running on fumes, still putting up right. 80 points a season at 35, 36 years old, but we need yeah. the support, and they just didn't get it, right? Like, that back end is not good enough, and the front end, right, like, it, it, it just wasn't good enough. So I'm definitely disappointed in the Pens. Um, in terms of the other teams, like, you know, Ottawa, Buffalo, you know. Like, oh, Buffalo. Oh, don't like, get me started uh, on Buffalo. Like just Heartbreaking. Yeah, listen. Young teams, right? Like young teams that were bound to go through this, um, but they'll learn. Like, like this was a valuable lesson for both. And listen, they're both going to be great teams. And, and as a Leaf fan, it bothers me because that Atlantic division is going to be almost impossible in the next oh. coming years to win, right? Like but it's yes. going to be unbelievable when all that talent finally gets to the level where they can win. But listen, lessons learned. Um, even, you know, here, you know, listening to Brady Kachuk at the end of the year saying, you know, we didn't make it, but it felt different this year. That's a feeling yeah. that they'll learn from and that they'll move on from. So I got nothing but good things to say about them. It's just Pittsburgh's the one that really irks me because it's like mm-hmm. they just did nothing for the players, right? Like to me, it's just a slap in the face after 15 years of everything these guys have given. You don't even go out and put every egg in the basket to say, go out and give me one more. You know what I mean? So yeah, that bothers me a lot. And uh, I'll, I'll post a similar comment to the Kachuk one yep. this year we became a team yeah yeah huge and and, a, and before we go anywhere I can't progress in this rink moose podcast episode without getting John Ramos take tell me about Devin Levi oh dude. what are your thoughts on the, the kid man? like 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 okay <laughs> we all watched that world juniors right yeah mm-hmm. unbelievable and and listen I'm not the tallest guy in the world right so I come from from a background where I like seeing these guys that aren't giants come into the league and just absolutely tear it out. But Devin Levi is the biggest competitor when it comes to ten- that, that like that like I've seen in a while. Like I get like Vasilevsky vibes when I watch him in terms of his compete level. But man, the yeah. guys, he's all over the crease, but it's composed. You know, like if you, mm-hmm. right, so like Kyle, I know you watch a little more Buffalo than you're in, but when you watch UPL compared to Devin Levi and Nett, they're two totally different styles, but UPL is like the guy, right? The big prospect, yeah. the big numbers in the minors. But Devin Levi is yeah. the guy that just like, he just works hard, man. Like the guy wants it. And when you watch him, it's like, how do you not look at Devin Levi as the goalie of the future? Like, I think yeah. he's got a shot to be a very good number one. And if he continues on his trajectory, and listen, he's playing in front of a young team, right? Like you put him in yeah. front of the Boston Bruins team, He's got a 930 save percentage all year, and he's playing like right. Jeremy Swayman, right. right? But right. you put him in a team that's still maybe a little fragile on the back end, but, man, that gives those D-man confidence to say, hey, this isn't UPL or this isn't a guy that's just, you know, 
fucking Swiss right. cheese in the back of the net, right? Like, they got a guy that they can say, if we make a mistake, he can back us up. And if he makes a mistake, we know we can go out and score goals. So, big yeah. fan of Devin Levi, always have been. Um, yeah. Again, I think it's just, it's another player in Buffalo that you're like, damn, it's like, it, like it's another weakness that they've almost filled. He's got a long way to go, obviously. And with goaltenders, you yeah. know, they go from hot to cold. But the way Devin Levi plays in his attitude tells me he's going to be in this league for a long time and he's going to be a good goalie. So, Buffalo's got another great one on the hand. And, man, like, I got to take my hats off because they were a dumpster fire for so many years with their moves. And now it's like everything they touch seems to be turning to gold. So it's good yeah. to see for hockey. Leaf fan, I hate it. But again, I can put my bias aside here. I like they're an exciting, exciting team to watch. Mm-hmm. No, I, yeah, I was yeah. watching that that Ranger game. Uh, and he was going one-on-one Visha Sturkin. And yeah. he just killed it. Levi was exceptional in the shootout. Yeah. And then the Selly when they won. I mean, that just, they, they, you're right, John Rainbow. He just wants it. The passion is it, there. Man. The kid, the kid just it. wants it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think maybe the team and him ran out, you know, uh, you know, ran out of steam yeah. there at the end. They, they yeah, got yeah. blown up in New Jersey the following night. But yep. that's what happens. Like you said, they became a team. And uh, what a run. What a run for the Sabres. Yeah. And, and you know what? It, it like, it kind of gives me shades of that year after the Leafs, you know, drafted Matthews where, you know, like we'd see Washington and, and or yeah, yeah. And, and you know even even beyond that, like I look at yeah. at that early game in the season when they played the Rangers and the Rangers were a really good team yeah. and they were there and you know you you see the Leafs drop you know seven goals in two periods but they give up four or five, you know where it was yeah. like you saw the explosiveness but you saw the immaturity and I think with yeah. Buffalo you're still seeing that where they'll go out and score seven and then get pumped for seven <laughs> the next day it's it's yeah. like it's just growing pains as a fan you got to look at that and say. You love it and you hate it, but there's going to be more of those good days than there will be bad days. So yeah. they, they're they're only trending upwards. But it's a young team, man. Like, you know, like if they weren't getting blown up by seven goals, you'd be almost concerned and be like, wow, how are the kids doing it? Right? Because this doesn't right. happen. You know, you you have to yeah. expect that. So to me, those aren't red flags, right? Those That's just part of the growing pains. The red flags would be yeah. if, you know, if they couldn't <clears throat> bounce back. But they're a team that will score seven, give up seven, and then they'll yep. win 2-1. And you're like, yeah, that's the hard-nosed game they got to play sometimes. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And they were good down the stretch. They fought. They had oh, that yeah. kind of fighter's mentality. Absolutely. They, they, they won their fair share of games. They lost a tough one. They did. And at the end of the day, yep. Yep. That, was, uh, that was it. But, and, yeah, and, what a year. And you know, Kyle, like, the East is tough. Like, you think about the teams they played. Like, like there's no easy team anymore in the East. Like, even the Islanders are like, like mm. that's still a tough team to play. Like, you got to go through, like, Ilya Sorokin, like, like it's a t- like there's no easy games in the east like what yeah. montreal like you know detroit to an extent but they're you know they're kind of growing slowly maybe not yeah. as fast as people yeah. expected but they're getting like like it's tough to make the playoffs in the east this year so i don't blame yeah. them i think if you put honestly you put that buffalo team in the west i guarantee you they make the playoffs 100% oh, yeah. yep right so they can't be too disappointed oh, yeah. in themselves and know hey we didn't maybe play the best down the stretch per se at some points but really, like, like it's the East. You know what I mean? Like, they got to give themselves some yes. credit here. Yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. Um. So, so, um. Yeah. Without further ado, um. Now that the intros and the postmortems are out of the way, <laughs> uh. This, of course, being our playoff preview show, yep. we're gonna go through each of the eight series. We're gonna give our predictions. Who's gonna win? How many games? All that fun stuff. So, Kyle. Uh, where would you like to start us today? You said you had an idea well, where you wanted to take this, so why don't you? You know uh, what? Uh, what? Why don't we start with the East now? Because we got okay. all our personnel here. 
Okay. Okay. So, uh, mm-hmm. so where where are we starting here? Where where are you going to go? Where are you going to go with it? Well, let's see. Why don't what are you itching? The... What team are you itching to talk about? No. Good or bad take here. <laughs> Let, let's start at the top of the rotation. Let's start the easy one, the Boston-Florida matchup. Okay. What do you say? Okay. Um, this one's easy for me. I mean, oh. looks like Flor- Florida snuck in last minute. This this could arguably be Pittsburgh's spot. This could arguably be, um, you know, uh, should have been uh, Buffalo spot. spot. Yeah, could have. Yeah, should have been Pittsburgh's. Could have been Buffalo's. Uh, but Buffalo. Uh, but Florida sneaks in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is a good matchup for Boston. I think uh, had it been the Islanders, potentially Boston would have been a little more fearful because, as you said, John Ramo, that's a little more of a scarier playoff team. Yeah. Um, but, but Florida, you know, here they are again, second kick at the can after the disappointing series last year against the lightning. Um, you know, Paul Maurice barely gets his team in. Um, but Hey, listen, we've beat it the drum on this show. I mean, this is not the same team as last year. Chemistry has been thwarted with, um, you know, guys have played, been very disappointing. Aaron Ekblad, their goaltending. I mean, they have fucking Alex Lyon. As their starting guy. My roommate asked me the other day, he said, he was watching Leafs Florida. He said, who's Alex Lyon, Nick? I'm like, man, he's this career AHLer who who just happens to now be Florida starter. Like, isn't that fucking wild? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. So I, I'm, I'm seeing this and I'm just like, man, you can't go on. Our, like, I know we love our Hamburglar shit. We love these stories of these goalies, you know, <laughs> p- pick, picking up the baton last minute. But I'm not buying it against Boston. Like, you're not, you're not yeah. pulling that shit against yeah. the big bad Bruins. Um, number one seed. Uh, most wins in NHL. What was it? History. In like, history. Yeah. What was? Yes. Yes. It's yes. unbelievable. Most unbelievable. Points, what applause! Too. Incredible. Yeah. The the fact they won all those games at the end of the year, even when they were resting guys, is is yeah. it shows how much fucking depth they have. It, it bit me in the ass in my fantasy league because I lost Bergeron, I lost <laughs> McAvoy. Like my team was all Bruins, and it totally fucked me at the end. Jeez. But this team, this but but it shows you the depth is legit. And uh, I think they're going to get it done. I think they're going to get it done in four games. Sweep of Florida. Wow. That's my take. Okay, okay. Well, uh, let me just add a couple things on uh, on Florida here. I mean, it's not – okay, so they ca- they're coming in pretty hot. They were great down the stretch. So, like, they fought, they clawed to get in here. Uh, ever since Keith Kachuk called them soft against Ottawa, yep. they've been a different team. Like, I can't take that away from them. But, but – this Florida team and a lot of the core is still there for it. Yeah. Uh, they're perennial kind of chokers. They're they're underachievers in the playoffs. Like this is a team that's won divisions, man. Like this is a team that's that's been the guys, and then they've fallen flat on their face. Now they got this guy Matthew Kachuk, who a lot of people from the outside might think, oh, what a great playoff performer. He's really not. He's he's sort of a similar vein where he's. You know, he's been looked at a guy, oh, this guy's going to be great. This guy's going to be a killer in the playoffs. And sometimes it doesn't happen, you know. So I don't have a ton of faith in these guys either, uh, as it so happens. And that's not even getting into Boston and all their silly elements, which um, I guess I might as well jump in on just quickly on them. Is I, take, I took a quick look at the, the cup winners from the last 10 years before we started this. And, and kind of looked at all the elements that made them successful. I looked at the Conn Smythe winners, the, the strengths, the weaknesses. Boston has all of the strengths 
of of these teams that won. They've got the goalie, they've got the defense, they've got the depth, they've got the star power, they've got the offensive depth, they've got the character, they've got it all, man. Like it's so ridiculous. Yeah. It's gonna be four games. It's gonna be a bloodbath. It's gonna be ugly, 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 ugly. God damn, they're so good. They're so good. Wow. Um, we gonna we gonna go three for three here with the sweeps, John Ramo. What are you saying, bud? You know what? I, I there's something. <laughs> There's something about President's Trophy winners that scares the living shit out of me. And I don't know what it is, but there's something about when I look at this series, right? I think Florida's horrific at the back end. They leak goals like nobody's business. Their goaltending is, I mean, you want to talk about an Albatross contract. Like, man, Sergey Bobrovsky's oh, yeah. contracts looks horrible right now. Ten, 10 mil to be heating the bench. Putting that aside. There's something about that hot streak in Florida. And, and listen, I'm, I'm not saying they're going to win the series. But I'm saying that if Florida's offense clicks and gets it right, my God, are they a scary team. Like, going, like this team can score at will. And I get it. They lost Huberto. They lost Uyghur. But you look at that front end and think, like, there really isn't much that they can't handle on their day. They just haven't seen their day enough this season to give me confidence that they could win the series. But I think back of, you know, I watched Tampa Bay and Columbus, and, oh, it's going to be a night. It's going to be easy. It's going to be easy. Right. True. The playoffs are just completely different. And I think that one thing that people maybe aren't looking at enough is, you know, we, you know we've talked about for years in Toronto how is the goaltending good enough? Is Does the goaltending have experience, right? I look at Boston, and I think Linus Olmark's been an average goaltender outside of this season. Jeremy Swayman's a young goalie that hasn't played in these big moments yet. But it seems to be getting talked over everywhere I go where it's like, yeah, yeah, Boston's this. And listen, they're an unbelievable. And if I looked at those 10 teams, I'd tell you they have all the elements. And this season, Linus Olmark has been bar none, the best goalie in the league without a doubt, alongside Jeremy Swayman. But Linus Olmark's never won a playoff game and has played in a couple playoff games and has been disastrous. I believe he was pulled in both. So my question is, is if their goaltending holds up, yeah, without a doubt, it's going to be a four-game sweep. But if that Florida offense kicks off, and they don't perform, or the pressure gets to them in the playoffs. I'm not saying the Panthers will win the series, but they can make things a little nervy for Boston. And again, I have this hoodoo about teams that that win the Presidents Trophy that always seem to that always seem to collapse. Like the only outlier for me in terms of teams that won the Cup was really Colorado last year. They weren't a great defensive team, but they scored like it was nobody's business. And everyone's like, the scoring goes down in the playoffs. It's about defense. They were the only team that was like. They seem to play like the regular season last year in the playoffs. And I think that if Boston can't get the offense going, because they're not an incredible offensive team. Like, they have guys that carry them, but they're really still a one-line team of, of Bergeron, Marchand, and, like, Pasternak. Like, they, they don't have the best secondary scoring, but they play like such a unit. I just think that if Florida can get on the thing, I think Florida will win one game at least. I just think the Panthers will win. I'm going to go with the 4-1 series win. I don't think it'll be a sweep, but... Again, Boston's got all the elements. Kyle, I think you hit the nail on the head, man. They have, like, you look at at their defensive pairings and, you know, McAvoy and, and you know, Brandon Carlo, Lindholm, Orlov. It's like there's no weakness. Like, every, like, like, like they're just filled with guys that can move the puck, defend the crease. I think if Linus Olmark mm-hmm. plays great, I think they'll go very deep. But I'm going to go with the 4-1 series win for Boston. I don't see the same upset like I see when I – you know, when I watched Columbus, that was a hard-nosed team that had firepower, right? We're talking Duchesne, Panera. Like, they had guys that could play. Florida's got that, but I just think the goaltending is so bad, they just won't be able to hold it. So I'm going to go with a 4-1 Boston win. 
I, I, I mean, like Boston's scary, man. Like, the, the, what a team. What a team they put together over there. Yeah. Unbelievable. And the, the last thing on Florida, I just don't think they have any clout here or any chance no. of pulling off an upset because I think Paul Maurice is a fucking schmuck. So do I. And I watched that. Yeah, I look back at that game against the Leafs. Where he had that yelling, he had remember he oh, yelled yeah, at his he had team the on the bench, yeah, and yeah, the yeah, team yeah. didn't even respond. No. Like the team didn't respond. Like it happened no. mid period, and the team didn't even play that well the rest of the period, and they they won off a fluky goal at the end of that third period. Like it wasn't even yeah. correlated to that yelling. They they played an awful game. They got lucky and unbelievable. And and the reason too, they won. An unbelievable goaltending. Yeah. That yeah, that game was was a mess. But I'm telling you, that guy's a schmuck. I don't think the team respects him. No. And that moment there where he called them out and they didn't respond, that's all I, I needed to see. Whereas yeah. those Bruins, they love Jimmy Montgomery. They play for him. What a coach, And, and I, I just, oh, what a, what a coach. Wow. What a story. What a story. Guy's an alcoholic, takes a step away from the game, yeah. and now he's going to coach his team to a cup. You like that, Kyle? That's an Oscar do, award-winning yes. uh, film there. I do. Where's he from? Do you know? What do you mean, where's he from? Oh, like Canadian or American? Yeah, like what? What's his hometown? I have no fucking clue. I know he used to coach U of Denver, uh, so I, I reckon he's American. Yeah. Um, I have to look it up. A lot of those university coaches, man, don't get enough credit. But and and, and I'm yeah. pretty sure that even the I believe Buffalo's coach uh, Don Granado, I believe he came from Boston University. Wasn't right? Did he not come from? Did he not come from BU as the coach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He oh did, yeah, right? he had, like, he had, uh, he, these yep. college guys that coach these really good programs, like. Like, yeah. teams got to start giving these guys a look because I think these guys are really good coach. I mean, and it's proving it, right? Like, Darnold's turned this mm-hmm. Buffalo team around as much as, yeah. the, you know, trades have been good, but they've turned them around. But, I mean, wow, yeah, Jim Montgomery's been been just, just an uh, absolute stud behind the bench. So and to I, fact, I fact check that, yeah. Uh, yeah, Quebec, know, Montreal, Quebec. Yes, yes, yes. What are the odds, right? Like, <laughs> you wouldn't think what so. What a guy. You wouldn't think what so. What a guy. What a guy. Um, okay, uh, moving on. Uh, I reckon we'll go to the other series. Rangers, Rangers, Rangers. Okay, okay. Yeah, We're going to yeah, go yeah. Rangers. Rangers, Devils. Some would argue oh, the marquee man. series of the first round. Some would make that Who contention. Who would argue that? Come on. I man. think a, a, lot of people are argue, a lot of people are arguing that's the marquee matchup. because well, it's, it's, it's those in the metro area there, yeah. Right. So, 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 so I'll, 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 I'll take the, I'll take the lead on this one. Yeah. Cause there's sure. actually a funny, funny little connection here. Um, so John Remo, I'm in Aruba yeah. right now. That's why oh, I haven't yeah. been in the office. <laughs> I was, you know what? I haven't That's why I haven't, seen, weeks, I haven't so. seen you in a while. Yeah. I haven't seen you yeah, in a while. Man. Yeah, dude. I've been off sick for three weeks from work. So oh, I just shit. Back okay. Now. Yeah. 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 Went there. through, um, went through a bout of, uh, myocarditis. So I've been out for about three oh, weeks. Oh, fuck. Uh, okay. Recovery. Yeah. I was yeah, worried about so, you. So yeah, yeah I was feeling like, good now. Um, yeah. You know what? Thankfully everything's great. You know, turned out to be healthy. Just a little bit of an infection. Uh, that's being dealt with, but yeah, thankfully everything's good. But uh, we're back on now, so it's really good Beautiful. to be back. So yeah, it's nice. Beautiful. Um, but yeah, needless to say, not in the office. I'm in. I'm on this island, and we were at a bar <laughs> yesterday. And New Yorkers love Aruba. Okay. Every time right, you run wow. into an American, every right. time you run into an American, ninety percent of the time, it's either I'm from New Jersey, Long Island. You know, like, like you know, they got they got the accent going, and they're 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 a mouthful. These these New Yorkers. Yeah, yeah. And and this and this guy the other day, he's a great big Ranger fan, and we get talking. Mm. I'm like, so what are you thinking? What do you th- what's your what's your finger on the pulse of this series? Come on, give me something. And and he's like, honestly, man, like this guy's a diehard Ranger fan. He's like, honestly, man, 
I'm scared. I'm really, really scared. And he said, Jack Hughes, that motherfucker, he's had our number, he's had our number all year. (laughs) And we got to put up with this guy in a playoff series and his brother. Now his brother's on the team. Like what? And, and this guy, he, he was had fits. He was like sweating. And he was terrified of, of this Devils team. And I said, man, come on. But they don't have a goalie. You guys got Igor. They don't have a guy like Igor. Yeah. Come on. Like, g- g- give me something. And he's like, no, man. Like, they've had her number all year. They've outplayed us all year. Maybe you could attest to that, Kyle, because you watch those Ranger games more than I do. Um, but he really, really was high wow. on the Devils to the, to the point where he sincerely Fucking thought they, they could upset them. So that's his take. Uh, that was his take, and Jeez. so um, I'll pass. I'll pass the baton to you guys, uh, Kyle. You can take the lead here. You were you were so eager to talk about. It. I think that's just a bad take. Yeah, bad take. Well, that's just an objectively let, bad take from this random I, yeah. guy at the fucking bar in Aruba. <laughs> here's the thing: the Rangers fans. Here's what I've noticed about them because I follow them a lot on Twitter and whatnot. They have such a high standard for this team all the time that they get so negative and so down about like kind of dumb stuff that it's just the course of the season. It's going to happen. So looking at, for me, for me, looking at the rosters simply on paper from a regular season standpoint, I think the Rangers have the better roster. They've got star power. They've got, you know, 40 goal score, Mika Zibanejad. They've got Adam Fox, Norris kind of guy. They've got the goalie, the, the, the Vesna winning goalie. They've got the depth. The kid line sometimes is the, their best line. Rangers fans will tell you that all day long. Laugher. And uh, so right on paper, it's the Rangers, right? Mm. And then I consider the uh, just kind of looking a little deeper. You know how we always talk though in the playoffs, the game changes. Yep. Maybe that doesn't happen as much as it did five years ago. But if it happens even a little bit, it favors the Rangers. Yeah. It absolutely favors the Rangers. The, the star power on New Jersey, they're small. They haven't been here before. Yep. They haven't experienced what this is going to – how this is going to change. And uh, and the goalie hasn't uh, – it's just – the Rangers went to the conference finals, man. Like, the kid line was great in the playoffs. It, everything points Rangers for me in this one. I And, you know, me and Nick, we, we said in the last thing, we kind of see the Devils as a bit of a pretender. Maybe that was a bit of an overstretch. You got Timo Meyer there. You've got, you know, you got some pieces. I love uh, Nico Heischer in this kind of series. But, uh, no, it's, for me, this is a slam dunk, slam dunk. If it's a playoff series, it feels like playoffs. It could be quick. If it feels like regular season, it could go six games. But I'll go Rangers in uh, in five. Mm. Wow. Yeah, spicy. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I just looked at the roster, man, and I was like, this is, this is a complete – complete roster i love i love the defense on paper i don't always love the coaching that's my one gripe Mm -hmm. with the team but uh that's that's me with the rangers i think they could go far man i think they could meet boston in the conference finals john ramo yeah no i i i wouldn't disagree with 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 that take at all kyle in fact i think the the fan you were speaking to in aruba is is maybe a little too pessimistic about it but i think when i look in new jersey I see a slightly more mature version of the Buffalo Sabres. You know, a team with a lot of young firepower, but you know, they've got a couple more years of being there. And their defense started at a little bit of a better place, obviously because of Dougie Hamilton. But when I look at them, they're a young team. They're, 
the like their goaltending is what worries me. Like even when they started the season, when they won some, when they win like ten games in a row at one point this year, and then they like bottled out like seven losses in a row. Like they're a team that's been streaky, but towards the end of the season they kind of picked up the pace a little bit and played better. Their goaltending worries me a lot. I don't think Vitek Vanacek is good enough to be the guy. Um, I don't think he can carry them through a season. Like dealing with the Rangers star power through a seven game series. He might steal a game. Every goalie does once in a while. But to do it over the course of a series, I don't think Vitek's got it. I think, you know, you know, harping back on Kyle, what you said about you looked at the last 10 winners, the Rangers team looks pretty damn similar <laughs> to those yeah. teams that won it too. You know what I mean? They 100%. got the goaltending. Yeah. They got the Norris caliber D. They got a top six that can, can absolutely burn you and the kid line that can turn it on whenever they want. You know what I mean? And would be a yeah. first line if they could keep it up for an entire season. You know what I mean? Like, right. right? Like yeah, that's what's 100%. scary about it is like those guys yeah. haven't hit their peak yet. Like they could have genuinely three first lines and a second line. That's how good that team is depth wise for the Rangers. Yeah. I think the pessimism comes because, because of the way the series has gone between the two teams this year. And yes, the devils have had their number, but like you said, if the playoffs change or if they don't, that will definitely have an impact. But this, I think, is another one of those series where I can comfortably say the Rangers. I think the Devils will learn a lot from this series, but they, yeah, like they can score goals whenever too. But it, it's just it's that back end, it's the goaltending. It worries me, and I've seen the Devils have spells this season where they get pumped for six or seven. I haven't seen the Rangers get turned over too many times this season, and if they did, it was before they made all these moves at the deadline. I'm going with Rangers in six. Uh, I think the Devils will, you know, will, you know, will sneak a couple games. But to me, my MVP of this series is 100%. It's going to be Igor. I, I just, I have this feeling Igor is going to just. But and if he is the MVP, who's not saying they can't sweep the Devils? Like if Igor honestly turns it on, there's like no team can beat that. Like the, the guy's a world beater. So I'm either thinking it's a sweep if Igor's got the MVP. If Igor plays just well, I think they'll win in six. Yeah, and, and that was one thing this, this gentleman at the bar mentioned is that Igor has not had as good a season this year. Him having watched all these games, he's like, he's letting some slippery ones we're not used to. This isn't the Vezina winning year he had last year. Um, but I said, but I, even I was like, listen, man, he's picked man. it up lately. If you look at his splits the exactly. last 10, 15 games, exactly. it's been much better. Uh, I watched that shootout against Devon Levi when they were playing uh, Buffalo, and he was yeah. incredible. Uh, Shesterkin was not the reason they lost that. No. He looks so – like John Ramo, you can speak to this more. He's so technically sound, that guy. His hand's always up. Oh, like, he, he, every, every time he goes down, he's always perfect positioning, square to the puck. Love when, it. When I watch him, he, like, 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 man, he makes goaltending look too easy. And it's funny because yeah. Rangers fans will tell you he's had a down year. But it's like – his down year is better than 95% of the league. And exactly. like for him yeah. to have a year like he had last year every year is impossible. Like guys can't do like I can guarantee you Linus Lamarck this season, this will be the best year of his career ever. Like it's it's impossible to play at this level for the course of our career. Even a guy like Kerry Price, he wasn't doing it at the numbers that Igor's been doing the last two years. But he gives me shades of Kerry Price in terms of his composure, right? I talked last time about Jonathan Quick and how he's the complete opposite. You know, you look at the screen and he's on the left side and you look right and within a millisecond, the guy's in the splits halfway across the net making an unreal save. <laughs> Carey Price will do it, but with composure. Igor's with composure. He's in the right spot, but man, when he's got to be athletic, he can be athletic, but he doesn't need to be because he's so good. His positioning is great. He's yeah. got a good stick. His hands are excellent. 
He reads the game very well, and he minimalizes movement in the crease. He gets to where he needs to go without having to look like he's got to give every ounce of effort. He's an effortless goaltender that stops the puck. He is, and he's got a defense core in front of him that he can rely on. 110% this guy right now. Aside from Olmark having the best year, in terms of the best overall goalie in the league, I would have to give it to Igor just above a guy like Connor Hellebuck. But Igor's my guy. Like I yeah. like like I rave about this guy all the time. The Rangers are a scary team. I could easily see a Boston New York conference final. Yeah. Like like written in the stars, man. A hundred percent. It just to me the Rangers just the, the lineup across across the board just looks more playoff yeah. built. You yeah. know? Like we're just built right now, like you but... see the defense. Lindgren is a tough motherfucker. That guy takes oh, yeah. pucks to the face all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Jacob Truba, who, you know, we all know how much he can, you know, hit guys when he wants to. Adam yep. Fox, arguably yep. the Norris Trophy winner. Yep. And then, you know, guys Kyle loves, Braden Schneider. Uh, and then Keandre Miller, the growth we've seen from him. You know, Absolutely. it's an incredible defense. It's an incredible Absolutely. defense. They don't get enough credit. And yep. then, uh, yeah, they just, they have so much depth from the scoring standpoint. And of course, Igor. So, to me, I mean, the Devils just don't match up no. as well. I mean, I like Dougie Hamilton. That guy's been cursed in the playoffs. He can't win in Carolina. He can't win in Calgary. What well, makes me think that guy can lead a defense to the promised land? You know, yeah. I, I think yeah, he's yeah. got the yips. He's got the playoff yips. Mm-hmm. And I'm not yeah, going to put money on guys who get who have the playoff yips. So I'm not putting my money no. on the Devils. So I'm no. going to Rangers. I just can't see a I'm going to Rangers in six. Rangers in six. Yeah. I like that. Okay. I like yeah. that. I just what, think like one, one final. La- oh, the, yeah, no, sorry. Yeah, you sorry. go, you go. You no, go. no, no. I, I just want like just like one last small point on the Rangers is like, Kyle, like, like I can't see a weakness when I look at the team, you know? Like they're similar to Boston where mm-hmm. there's not a guy I can pinpoint and say, yeah, he could fuck them up or sorry for my language, but yeah. you know, right? Like he could mess up the series or, but I look at the Devils and think Vitek Vanacek's too big of a question mark for me to give them any reliance. The Rangers are just yeah. built to win. And yeah. And I think they'll do it. Yeah. One uh, one underrated factor here is, uh, and Nick sort of mentioned, uh, Jacob Truba. The Truba factor. Oh yeah. Is huge. Last year when my when my Pittsburgh Penguins were playing, well, so, yeah, when they were playing the Rangers, mm-hmm. I was terrified. I was terrified of this guy. Yeah. It was like. And every other team is too, man. Like he's he takes guys' heads off. Yeah. In the play, and I don't, I don't, I don't think it's right. I don't think it's, I don't think it's a nice thing to do. Mm. But fuck, like you think about Jack Hughes going into the corner with that guy Ooh. a couple times? Come on, man. The guy's 180 pounds. <laughs> Come on, man. This like he can scare teams yeah. in a big way. It takes a Boston. It takes a Tampa to not be intimidated by that. Yeah. You know, because they're they're heavier, more veteran teams, but like a New Jersey team, they could like, I mean, talk about Heischer, Hughes, uh, Mercer. These guys aren't big guys. No. Like, look up. Like, you better have your head up, man. I'm I'm telling you, yeah. it's a, it's an intimidation factor. Um, moving right along, uh, we got Carolina against Islanders. Oh. Uh, probably the the least marquee of the four. Jeez, you know, you one one could argue. Snooze yeah. fast. Uh, I think that's certain. That's certainly what the Islanders are thinking here. You know, yeah. let's try to win every game two one one nothing. Hope Sorokin can 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 kind of keep us in these games. Yeah. Um. Boy, oh boy. I mean, 
uh, lots of ways you can take this. I mean, lots of people don't like the Carolina because Fetchnikov obviously has been the latest big injury, and that's going to set them back. Yep. Um, you know, Islanders had a had a hot, kind of a heater finish. You know, went on a run, secured that playoff spot. Sorokin yep. kind of legitimized his name as a Vezina Trophy candidate. Yep. So many, many ways you can take this. So, so I'll open up the floor, uh, Kyle. What, what do you think is going to happen in this series? Yeah, I mean, it's a tough one for me. These are two teams that I, I, I don't have a huge uh, hold on. But I look at the injuries on Carolina with the Svechnikovs out and the, obviously Pacioretty we haven't seen for most of the year. Yeah. Um, and then I look at their I look at their depth. I mean, Kotkaniemi has taken a big step this year, sure. But as, as a second line center, I don't know if that's my favorite. Uh, the depth is good, man. Like it, it's not bad. The top six doesn't give me any sort of confidence in Carolina. Yeah. Obviously, where their strength is 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 that back end and their defensive uh, defensive play. But you could also say the same thing about the Islanders too. Um, for that, and you know what, you look at the Islanders. I think Barzell's coming back. To be honest, I think I heard that uh, that he's suiting up. And yeah, it looks that away. way. Yeah. Whether he's fully healthy, who knows. Um, why I lean Islanders in this case is that they're both really great defensively. They both, I think probably Carolina has the edge in terms of goal scoring. But uh, to me, it's this is the goalie battle. This is going to be a, a Sorokin series. And uh, and I think that's what gets it done. I think it's going to be a lot of 2-1, 3-2 games. And um, you know what? The Islanders, to be fair, they've got a lot of experience in the, in this, in the playoffs. We, we, we tend to forget they went to the conference finals two years in a row when uh, when Tampa won their cups. So they've, they know what they're doing out there. Um, and I think Sorokin's poised to maybe steal this one and, and cause an upset. Uh, and I just I don't have a lot of faith in Carolina. They haven't showed me anything to, to suggest that they should be the ones to go on a run here. Um, I like Aho, don't like Kakaniemi. Nikas is young. Seth Jarvis is young. I mean, those guys are both in the top six. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be Islanders in, in seven games. Seven brutal games that I will probably not watch. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that that's the way I wow. see it going. It's a, it's a Sorokin uh, difference maker. Interesting. John Remo. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Kyle, man, you've been reading my mind this morning. I like, like, Islanders. So Jeez, I'm gonna start with. I'm gonna start just by flat out saying, yeah, I, I'm going Islanders in seven. And I, I it's funny because as soon as the series came up, I'm like, yeah, for sure, that's what I'm, I'm thinking. Islanders seven, but the Sorokin factor, I like, it's it's really the only thing you can point out when you look at the Islanders, right? Because it's not like there's a guy we can look at and say, yeah, like this line can swing the series. Like, yeah, there's some offensive firepower here and there, but like, you know. They're more of a defensive team, right? Like, you know, they're a team that can grind you out, can grind games out, and can win games that maybe they don't deserve to win. They don't put up a lot of shots. You know what I mean? They're not a high puck yeah. possession team. They get the puck in deep. They, you know, they try to cause some turnovers, and they score on the few opportunities they have. The power play is not lethal, but the penalty kill is good, nope. right? Yep. So you got a yep. strong penalty kill, and you have a goaltender that's another world beater, right? Another guy that can single-handedly win you a series, maybe two. And I think if Ilya Sorokin shows up, it would be a nightmare for Carolina because Carolina is, they've always been top puck possession and top shots, but yet they don't score goals because they just shoot for volume. They don't shoot for quality, you know, like what, you know, and, and I think that that plays into Sorokin. Like, like, like Nick, we played net 
there's nothing better than when you get the boatload of shots from the outside that get you into the game. The last thing Carolina wants to do is start stepping in and taking blue line right. shots and, and getting Sorokin warm because the minute he gets warm, they're done. Okay, they don't generate high offensive slot shots. They don't generate high danger chances at a rate that would be consistent with a team that finished, what, second in the league? Their offense is nowhere near a second in the league type of offense, right? But they get it done on the back end. And the difference is, is their defense isn't going to matter per se as much against a team that doesn't play a high octane offense. The Islanders are content with dumping the puck in and grinding it out, right? They're not looking for rush chances or turnovers. You know what I mean? Like, they're there to grind out these wins. It's going to play into, I think, the Islanders' hands because they're going to be like, shoot all you want, right? Ilya's got it. No problem. But give us those one or two openings. Let us take those one or two chances. They only need a one or two nothing lead to win the game, right? And for Carolina, it's worrisome because they can't score like a Colorado, a Tampa, a Boston, a Toronto. They can't score at that rate. You know what I mean? So that's why I have to give the edge to the Islanders. And again, Carolina, maybe as a team, maybe they kind of got the yips too because they, you know, high shots. Oh my God, yeah. High save percentage. But another team that they just can't get over that hump. You know what I mean? And they don't have an offensive guy. Like they can't turn to like, Sebastian Ajo and say win us a series. He's a great player, no. but he's not that good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. But Sorokin's the game a guy breaker. all three of us yeah. can look at. Exactly. Sorokin's yeah. a guy can look at and say, yeah, that guy's a game breaker. Yeah, he's a goalie, but yeah. he's a game breaker. <clears throat> Carolina doesn't have that. They don't yeah. have a game breaker. And there's a lot of question yeah. marks in that. Right? Because Anderson hasn't been healthy. Oh, my God, yeah. Um, I, Like, like they, right? They got the young, uh, what's his name? Uh, the rookie they got there. The Russian, yeah. It's like the Russian. Yeah, uh, Kochkov or whatever his name. I don't even know if I'm saying yeah, that correctly. Yeah, Kochekov. Right? Kochekov. Yeah. Kochekov. And then it's like... And they got Ranta. It's like a fucking... It's like yeah, a it's three... Like, yeah, man. Like, it's, it's it's Yeah. So it's Listen, like, it's weird. Yeah. So... Yeah. I, 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 it's... Yeah. I, I'm going to go... It's what you spoke seven. about. It's what you spoke about last uh, last time, John Ramos. These goalies, yeah. they got to get on a run, right? They got to yeah. build confidence. You got you got to be able to yeah. strut out a guy there every game who's got the gusto, who's got you know who can win a game. Yeah. And 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 all year in Carolina, it's been a joke, right? Yeah. Like it's been like each guy playing like twenty, thirty games. I know. It's just been kind of weird. Freddie missed like. Freddie fell off the face of the earth. We didn't know this, this guy yeah. could have been in Siberia. He could have been in Siberia for a, like two thirds of the year. He just was not available. Yeah. Fantasy, you look him up, there were no fantasy updates coming just when he was insane. injured. Insane. So something's up. His safe percentage this year, 903. Yeah. Like that's uh, awful. Average. Over like 30 team, games, a 903. Anti Ranta's got a 910. Like this, this is arguably your better goalie of the three. The yeah. the, the the kid Kochekov, he's been in the AHL most of the year. Yeah. So they don't have a goalie who's confident, who's on a run here. And meanwhile, staring across from you is the fucking, in my opinion, the Vezina Trophy winner. He's I know Hellebuck's getting a lot of love. Jeez. I know, I know the guy in Boston's getting a lot of love. Yeah, yeah. But to me, it's Sorokin because he's been the most indisplaceable of all those goalies. He faces the most shots. Yeah. And the guy fucking keeps him in games. Like, end of the year, Varlamov was just on the bench every game. Yeah, it was yeah, Lula yeah. Morello was sending Sorokin out every game. And he's it's just like, you're my workhorse. You're going to win these games for us. And I, 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 I love that attitude. And I just think the better it's the better goalie here. I want to bet on the better goalie. Yeah. Like John Ramo, I, I'm I have a more defeatist mindset than you. But there's games where I'm I'm in the crease. The yeah. game's starting. Yeah. And I see that goalie across across from me, and, and I like, see the shit again. he's pulling off. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't think I can win this game. 
But Nick, you know, I know that's a defeatist attitude, but like sometimes you look across from you and you're like, that guy's fucking good. The doubt seeps, the doubt seeps in, and I think Freddie Anderson's gonna have the same reaction. And, 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 and oh god, Nick, the thing with Sorokin is, is like it's not just the everyday saves he makes, but like, my god, like, it, like there's world beating saves every game. Remember the save he made on, on who was it, uh, Gustafson on the Leafs when they played that? Like he has no yeah. business even getting close to that. If you're a team watching that, how do you not have a defeatist mindset? Like, you're looking at a guy that's saying, man, this guy's got, like, faces the most uh, uh, slot shots in the league. Makes, I think he's, like, second, actually, behind Samsonov for, like, the best save percentage in, like, the red zone, quote-unquote, that, like, they call it in that that slot area. Like, what do you do? Like, how do you score on this guy? And I can tell you, and and again, I can't because I was a goalie. Nick, you can't. But, Kyle, maybe you can speak to this more. When you see a goalie like that that's, like, just stopping everything – you cannot tell me that there's not doubt in your mind that you're not going to score on this guy. And the minute you get doubt in your mind, look at the Leafs against mm-hmm. that Carey Price uh, a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. It was the same thing. <clears throat> oh, look who's exactly. back, the old Carey Price. And guess what? It seeped through the whole team. And Marner and Matthews, yeah. they couldn't hit the side of a barn. And that's what happens. That's what a goaltender can do for you in the playoffs. And I think that's what Sorokin will do yeah. for the Islanders in this playoff. To take that to a weird place, it actually reminds me of Colorado a lot of times mm. when, when they are facing up against a really hot goalie when they've had their struggles in the past. What that would do to them, they'd get too cute. Yep. They stop taking the good shots. They start, we have to find the perfect play. And that play never materializes because, again, and I think Tampa does this very well. The goalie's playing their game. And now the defense know what, what lanes to take away yeah. because that mentality's seeping in. It, it's it's a poisonous kind of trap mindset, but Scary. yes, that's what a good goalie can do. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's the goaltending, and uh, to your very astute point on your point, John Ramo. Like, I think Carolina wanted to play a team that's more rush. Yeah. Let's trade chances. That way, we can, you know, uh, you know, uh, that's that's their game plan, you know. Whereas, you know, Islanders dump and chase. You know, I think that's going to kind of play counter to Carolina's plan here. Worst, and I, I don't think they wanted this. I think they wanted Florida, and unfortunately, oh, yeah. they got they got the Islanders. And it's going to be another year where that team's out in the first round. It's Jeez, it's yeah. a tough pill to swallow that that team's got the yips, like you said. So I got I got Islanders seven. Yeah, uh, Kyle, mm-hmm. not sure not sure what your number was there. For the Islanders. Oh, sorry. Um, yes, it was seven. Yeah. Okay. We got Islanders in seven. So that's three final series. This is the biggest one. Listeners are just fucking bandwagger listeners like uh, <laughs> fucking uh, Richard, Mago- Richard Magoni, uh, Kyle. He's going to tune in just for this segment right oh, here. Okay. Boy. Send him the timestamp. Uh, send him the timestamp. Send your timestamp to all your families and friends. Here you go. <laughs> And, it, and by the way, by the way, Joe has been messaging me this entire and, show, chirping oh, about Montreal. Like, oh my as god! As if I care what about Montreal, right now. <laughs> dude. It's all about the yeah. Rangers right now. Hang on. Yeah. He says, yeah. it "Must be so sad to be a Habs fan. They'll be bad for twenty years." LOL. That's good. That's good. Unbelievable. All I said was, "Get on the show." I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I said, "Get on the show so yeah. you can defend your team." Yeah. Exactly. He's too drunk. He's too drunk to get on. Yeah. Meanwhile, if the Leafs if the Leafs win, he'll be the first to come on fucking oh, showboating about like them, John sure. Remo, like this guy, he will come out of the woodwork <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I've never seen before. Oh, <laughs> He's been in hiding. He's been in hiding for a year, dude. It's yeah, the they lost last year. He hasn't touched the show, it's and the he'll pain, be back. Man. It's the pain yeah. that we all face as Leaf fans. Listen, I feel him, man. Like 
right? Like, there's days where I want to, I, like, I don't want to even open up Twitter because it's, like, every other tweet is just, like, first round, first round, 67. This is yeah. why we're like that, man. This is why it's easy for us to get like that because we're, we're arguably, alongside the Habs, the biggest team in the NHL, and yet we're starving for that success. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it, it's so hard being a fan like that because you want to be positive but you can't and then you get that light you want to showboat you want to you know you want to go off because all we hear is 67 in first round right we can't deal with that so the minute we give it back it's like you know it looks like we're sucks but we're not you know where it's hard to deal with so i feel them but i try to keep objective i try to keep a level head with this you know i I've, i've i've watched the leafs too much to even be nervous for the playoffs now i'm just like let me turn on the game i'm expecting the worst if they win Yay! If not, eh, same shit, different year. Wow. Yeah. Well, hey, yeah, it's it's a huge, huge, huge series as it always is. Uh, seven years in a row, Leafs first round. Here we go again. Um, we've been waiting a whole calendar year for this. Yep. Like I, 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 like these games, these regular season games haven't mattered. No. Nope. Finally, the rubber hits the road here. Um, Leafs got home ice. Uh, Matthew Nye's most recent acquisition for the Leafs. He's kind of had a nice uh, little test run here. He has, yeah. Um, you know, goaltending kind of, you know, what's the word on Murray? I, I, I'm, I'm, I haven't really been tuned in on that. Forget about Sounds it. Sounds like it's just, it's, it's Samsonov's ball here to run 100%. with. 100%. And, um, and yeah, so, I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll start by saying that, and I'll just come out and come out right right with this no hesitation hot you're coming hot i think no hesitation careful careful. i think they're finally gonna get i think they're finally gonna get it done boys i think they're finally gonna get it done i i I can see it i can see it i think from the goaltending out yeah this is a better team than the tampa bay lightning i think i think kyle dubas has done an exceptional job building this team this year he should have gotten that extension a month ago he hasn't yet I think he will once they progress past the first round here. I think, the, like we said last time, the O'Reilly acquisition was a game changer. They're still kind of toying around. I mean, I, I, do you guys know where he's going to start? I know he, he had a great game against Buffalo or some, some team on that, on the recently on the second line. He was with Marner and Tavares, mm-hmm. and he really fit in. But then they had him on the third line the following game. I think it was Tampa um, Bay. But, but he, yeah, he, yeah, exactly. It was the game against Tampa. He had three assists, two on the power play. It was a great game. And, uh, and, and, you know, I just think, you know, adding a Chari, adding all those grinders, um, you know, you got all these different looks on defense. Keith can kind of flip and flop, you know, in between games, make adjustments depending on what he sees, he's, he sees fit, puck movers, stoppers. You know, do I want Shen? Do I want Gustafson? Samsonov has been on a heater. I see no reason to think he'll just drop the ball. Goalies yeah. get hot. They get cold. Right now he's hot. So I think he's at a good spot. If he drops the ball, like we talked about last time, uh, John Ramo, yeah. Joseph Wall has done nothing but cement our confidence. You saw that win against Tampa. Man, he incredible. Is, had like 45 oh, saves. It is nice to see He's him. a fucking star. Yeah, it's nice star to in the see making a little pro- Yeah, like it's nice to see him after all these years. And, and he's only 25. He's still young. It's taken him time. But, man, I, I really like his game. It needs some polish. It's a little, It's a little all over the place sometimes. But, my God, man, when he needs to make a big save, he can make one. And he looks like he's capable of playing. And I really like Joseph Wall. And I think the Leafs will be unafraid of giving this guy the full-time backup position next season. And maybe start to look at giving him some more starts. Because if he can keep up the numbers he has. I mean, what, he's like 8-2-1. He's like 8-2-1 in 11 games this year. 
with like a yeah. nine twenty something to eat. Like, like that's no Excellent. longer a small enough sample size where you're like five six. That's like a decent amount of games for a guy that shouldn't have played one, and he's done really Absolutely. really well. So I I, I want to see him get the shot, but um, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think on paper they look great. They're playing the right way right now. And Tampa, complete opposite, you know. I, I know I know they've kind of picked up some steam, but all year it's been, when is this team going to pick it up? When's this team going to get it done? John Cooper calling out his team in the media. Like, I just don't like that attitude. Mm-hmm. I don't like that body language. It's like a veteran coach trying to wake up his team last minute. I just don't like the optics of the situation from Tampa's perspective. I don't get that same confidence I usually have in them every year. I think certain acquisitions haven't really panned out. The Nashville guys, you know, he got hurt. I don't think he's ready for the start of the series. That's a rough injury. So Tampa doesn't have their Nick Paul. Tampa doesn't have, I mean, I mean, I know they have Nick Paul, but they don't have their big (laughs) acquisition. They, they don't have their big acquisition this year. And that's a problem. And it's not a good look for Breezebois because he usually gets, he usually gets these right. And this one maybe was a miss. Maybe it was a miss. And so I don't think they have that magic. I think the team has gotten older. They've got, they got some injuries. Guys are playing fucking unhealthy. Yep. And I just think, and lastly, I just think the Leafs want it more. I, I, I know that sounds tough to say to guys like Steven Stamkos. You don't want it because that's a very <laughs> passionate guy. Corey Perry is a very passionate guy. Uh, but I think the Leafs want it more. You know, I, I think they've been waiting all year for this. They're like bloodthirsty for this. I think we're going to see a great game one, just like we did last year where the Leafs came out fucking flying. I think Tuesday night's going to be no different. And uh, I, I, I just like the Leafs here. I think they finally get it done. I think everything has, everything has come together. The acquisitions, Tampa struggling, Tampa being tired, the injury situation, all these elements have just coalesced here at the perfect timing. Yeah. And I have the Leafs winning at home. Actually, I got I got the Leafs winning in six. I think they get it done in Whoa. six. I think last year they should have got it done in six in that oh. overtime. I think they actually get it done this year. Leafs win in Tampa uh, on a Saturday night at the end of April and win it in six games. Interesting. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> so, thing. Nick, before we move on from your prediction, what, what do you want to happen? I want the Leafs to win. Okay. I'm a Leaf, Kyle, man. I'm a, I am a Leaf fan. I cannot. No, we were just, I, was, I was talking to my mates here. We were talking about you know these games. You're so and ridiculous! Man. I I am a Leaf fan. I don't like the I don't like three three players on that team, namely the core, and I don't like them personally, but I want the Leafs to win the series because I'm a Leaf fan. I have been my entire life, and they got to win a cup yep. before I die. It's that simple, man. Okay. All right, yeah. all right. I'm going. I'm cheering for the Leafs in this series, man. I'm cheering You're for crazy, the Leafs, man. Well, I'm not crazy. Year, last year you didn't cheer for them. So I've warmed up to them, Kyle. They got my favorite player in O'Reilly. They literally oh. traded. They literally traded for my favorite player in the like, arguably my favorite player in the league. Like, how can I not like this team now? The team's more likable, Kyle. Achari's a character guy. O'Reilly is a character guy. They're they're making the right acquisitions. They have molded the guys around that core and made them so much more likable. And this isn't Joe Thornton who can barely play. This isn't like adding Wayne Simmons who's a, who's a penalty liability. You know, these are guys who can fucking compete and who's won, who've won con Smythes. You know, like this is this is these are these are legit guys they've added who I think just just bolster their team. So no hesitation, Kyle. This team's way more likable now. Who you got, boys? John Reamer, you can go. All right. Um, okay, so, so okay, listen. I, I mean, <laughs> if, if, if you think Nick's take was hot, mine's even hotter. 
I'm going with <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm starting off with Leafs in five. Um, and, Whoa, uh, and, and the reason I'm going sizzling. Leafs in five is because nice confidence. I've just like I've how many years have we been down this road where it's it's just constant negativity? Like at this point, the Leafs have experience. They've traded for players who have been there. They've traded for players who play the physical way, the way that apparently the Leafs couldn't play in the past. They've got a goaltender who's had above-average save percentage for the first time. They've had actual goaltending this year. Like, it's time where if you put this entire Leaf roster in a Boston Bruins uniform and we're having this conversation, there'd be no negativity whatsoever. But it's because of the uniform that everyone wants to be skeptical and everyone wants to be. And it's understandable. I want to be that way too because I've had my heart crushed for so many years that I don't want to be positive. But at what point can we just finally turn around and say, fuck it, who gives a shit about what's happened in the past? Can we move on, right? Can we just go out and do it? And I think for once, this team is actually built to go on and do it. But the uniforms is what's giving everybody odds makers, everybody talk to, it's the uniform is why they're not giving them credit. Right, but for me, I'm just looking past the uniform this year and saying, you put them in a Rangers uniform, of Carolina. This team would be built to win. They have a goaltender who's had a good year, right? No different than Boston, right? Two guys with no experience. The Leafs, two guys with no experience, right? A back end that was what fourth in goals against for the entire season, given Riley missed half the year, half their blue lines missed half the year, right? Yet they're still top five in terms of defensive efficiency on the year. So it's like the numbers back them up. So, you know what, for once as a fan, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to back them up this year. Why can't they win in five? They're missing Tanner Janot, okay? They got a lot of guys, like you said, Nick, that aren't playing up to full health, okay? You have a team that mm-hmm. arguably isn't as good. But I can already see it. If the Leafs win in five or in seven, the first comments on Twitter is going to be, took them three tries against an old Tampa Bay team with half their guys not playing at full health. So they're still not going to get credit. So you know what, fuck it. I might as well go all in on them this year and say, yeah, they're going to do it, right? Because I think if they Great get past that. a team like this, do you imagine the confidence in the room? Whatever weight is on the back of Matthews, Marner, Tavares, and Nylander's shoulders is gone. Now you're playing mm-hmm. with a freedom you haven't seen in the playoffs in, in what, six years? It'll feel like right. when they played Washington that first year where we're like, wow, a 2-1 series lead against the eventual cup winners. They played with no fear. But every mm-hmm. year after that, that fear is built. I think if they get past mm-hmm. that first round, you're telling me they're not going to want revenge on Boston? If there's going to be a team more eager to win, Man, it's going to be mm. least, but you cannot tell me they're not going to be eager to win, wow. right? And when you listen to Nylander's interview about, oh, you excited to hit 40, when his interview is like, we got to fucking win in those exact words, that tells me a guy that's like, we just don't give a shit anymore about any, like our personal numbers. Look at Matthews this year. He could have scored 60, 70 if he wanted to, but the guy's what? First in all forwards in, in, in like blocked shots? Like, come on. Like, we're talking about a guy that's revamped his game to say, yeah, yeah, I want to win this year. I'll score 40 with a bum wrist but I'll play a great defensive game. Mitch Marner, first in takeaways. Like, what more do these guys need to do to prove that they've developed other than win a series? You get that albatross and monkey off their shoulders, this team can go as far as they want. So, yeah, I'm going to go positive because it's so easy to be negative, right? Yeah. So, why not? Mm-hmm. For all these years, they've been, like, like realistically, it's like flipping a coin seven times. The Leafs have landed on tails six, seven times. You're not <laughs> telling me that they can't do it just once? Like, it's right. it's about time. So, um, Kyle, wow. I'm sure your friend will love that take, but uh, Leafs and Five. <laughs> I know, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm feeling it, fellas. I'm, Holy shit. I'm sticking with it. I, I, I mean, like, I, why not yeah, at this point? Why not? Great. 
I'm having a hard time sticking to my take because like, <laughs> I'm feeling the energy from you guys. Oh, Jeez, man. come on. Yeah. What am I going to say here? No, 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 no. Oh, well, I think we know, I think we know what you're going to say. Yeah. No, like, well, you guys are like, it's, it's all highly logical. There's passion there. Don't get me wrong, but like, it's all highly logical. You're going in as I think as the top team, like Tampa's the underdog here. Like from a right from a this season yeah. perspective, they're they're the underdog, especially lately. They're coming in with a bit of a speed wobble. Um, yeah, I want to talk a little bit about uh, playoff fatigue. Uh, this mm. team's been to the finals three years in a row now. That has got to manifest itself in some sort of fashion. I just um, and a lot of people say, you know what, this team doesn't look very good coming in, and I think that playoff fatigue is is showing itself as this. This regular season debacle that yeah. we've seen. Not debacle, but kind of ugliness that we've seen from Tampa. I think that when I looked at Tampa's cup runs, and again, the last 10 years of cup winners, I look at this team and I say, of all the teams, they have the number one 100% best playoff mentality, winner's mentality. Yeah. The idea that every player can do absolutely anything asked to them and go the distance to win to win hockey games from the goalie to the defense to the forwards that's their number one attribute it's not their firepower it's not their defense it's the mentality that they have i think come playoff time when the chips are down i think this whole regular season's garbage is is out the window yeah that's what i'm betting on when i when i make my prediction i'm betting on tampa gets back into that mentality yeah um for me like i i think all those points are, are correct um I do, I do like Va- I, Vasilevsky hasn't had su- supreme numbers this year uh-huh. by any means, but uh, I do like him being the horse that he always is, and I think that can be a game changer. Um, and then what surprised me uh, as well, I always shit on Morgan Riley, and I say he's not a number one defenseman, yeah. and legitimately he's not. He's not. Like, he doesn't play the minutes. He doesn't actually have those minutes anymore. It's actually TJ Brody and Justin Hall as the number one pairing based on the ice time that they have recently. Morgan Riley played 17 minutes um, against Tampa the other night yeah. in, in, in their win, win against Tampa. So he's he's a power play. He's more of a power play guy now, I guess. But um, at the end of the day, like, I just – I trust the mentality, you know. That being said, like, I, I do want to get together with you guys and uh, hopefully we can make some, some viewings happen. <laughs> not going to be an asshole about it. No, no, no. Not be an asshole because – because I and I, you can probably sense this. I come into this prediction quite sheepishly. Yeah. Like I, I don't have a lot to stand on here with this Tampa prediction, but uh, you know I have to stand by it. Yeah. Like that's just, it has to be done. Yeah. Right? Yep. I could see, I could see both teams winning. I, I, I can see a lot of different narratives coming out of this series, yeah. and uh, I think all of them will be like all eyes on this series. Honestly. Yeah. Like, I know someone in New York said fucking Rangers, New Jersey. Doesn't hold a candle to this because, A, you exercise the demons if you're Toronto. B, you set up the, the Boston matchup to exercise even more Holy demons. Cow. C, you're, you're talking about dismantling a, a, um, a Tampa team that is the perennial champions. There's so much going on here. There's so much going on here. You got the Matthew Nye story. He's looked great, by the way. Yeah. I've loved the way he's, he's competed, he's battled. He could be a great bottom six guy there um, in, in this very postseason. Yep. Who knows what Ryan O'Reilly will do? He's a Conn Smythe winner of the of the past. It's all 
It's all so dramatic. Who knows what this goalie will do, man? I don't know what this fucking yeah, goalie man. is going to do. Sam, I still don't. I, come yeah. on, man. Like, a part of me a, still doesn't trust Russian goalies. As much as we exactly, love Sorokin man. and Chesterkin, a part of me's watched too many World Juniors where I'm like, Russian goalies. Oh, I don't know. No, no. You know? Listen, listen. I don't know who Samsonov is, really. We're going to find out. That's We're right. going to find out, right? That's right. It's, it's going to be so, so many good things to watch here. He I'm could become the next best of Vezza Toscala. Like, we'll see. What, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't even I'm not a fan of either ever. of these teams. <laughs> oh, the yeah. pain. I'm not a fan of either of these teams, but I'll be I'll be watching with, with, with interest. Um, I'm going to go Tampa in seven. Woo-hoo. A mix of the, the mentality and the demons yeah. and the goaltending yeah. and, and, and the lack of a, number, a true number one defenseman. That's what's going to do it for Absolutely. me. Absolutely. So you're telling me... So would that be six years in a row? T- Leafs have lost in a game seven. I, believe, I guess yeah, so. I believe so. Tampa yeah. two, Boston two, Montreal one, Columbus one. Well, yeah, except the Columbus one was a game five. Yeah, yeah but it was oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that sudden scene, death. Yeah. Fuck, that's a yeah. rough way to go out. Like I man, said, that, man, that would be terrible. You can, I can guarantee you. Like, do you know how hard it is to lose seven, like six game sevens in a row? Like, yeah, like, like, it's, it's un- like torture, man. Like, it's like a video game, man. Like, like, you yeah, can't, yeah. right? Like, you want to talk about, like, a curse? That's a fucking yeah. curse, man. Like, there's no but, way a team can fail in that many game sevens in a row. Like, like, that just doesn't happen. Like, it's like a one in a million chance that this happens to the Leafs. But you know what? Because it's the Leafs, it's entertaining, right? Like, 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 it's, it's just, I don't understand what more they can do. Like, you can't tell me. The only way, I, and Kyle, you're right, the only way I'd build this roster differently is if they had a Charlie McAvoy, if they had, like, mm-hmm. a Dougie Hand, or if they had a guy that just eats minutes, I'd be like, I'd be 100, I'd say he leaps in four. But they just don't have a number one guy. But collectively, they've defended well. But how will that pan out when John Cooper's going to ride Kucherov and Stamkos 23, 24 minutes a night? Will they yeah. be able to keep up? And I, I don't know, but for too many years I've been saying no, so why not say yes this year? Because if yeah. they did beat Tampa in five, the only reason anyone would be surprised would be because it's the Leafs and they haven't won a first round, right? Yeah. But if it was any other team, I think nobody would be surprised. But could you imagine that? And then you have to face Boston. Like, whoever wins the Cup this year, if you come from the East, you've had to go through the most challenging yeah. playoff. The gauntlet. Uh, like, man, like, it's... It's it is more than a gauntlet even because yeah. you look at like Boston in the second round like what like what like like what was the point of playing the regular season we might as well have just started now because everybody's got to face yeah. these giants anyway you know what I mean so right. it's it's it is an incredible mountain to climb um, mm-hmm. but it it's like like it's one that because like so but even if we look ahead Kyle right like let's say they lose in seven right right me you Nick we come on again and we talk how are we starting that conversation right. Like, what more do the Leafs yeah. need to do? What more do they need to do? Yes. Trade another correct, one defenseman? Correct. Blow it up? Like, where do you go from here? It's like, you can't well, make more moves than you already have without completely ruining the roster and starting over. Right? Yeah. Where do you correct, go? Correct. Yeah. You could, Well, you could move laterally, I suppose. But it's hard to say you can get better. Right. You know? But my, my thing was, I know we, we talk about... Uh, we talk about the game sevens and the coin flip and and all that. Yeah, like, yeah, what are the chances? Yeah. All that kind of thing. To me, it's like, a lo- and correct me if I'm wrong, but 
a lot of those series they let that go to game oh, seven. Oh yeah. Why yes. can't? Why don't they yes. shut it out at six? One hundred. That's 100%. why. That's what I'm looking yeah. at. Yeah. No. No. You're, like you're Montreal, banging. that was huge. Ta- like Tampa, they had a yep. lead on. Boston, they let back in the series. I think back in the day there. Yeah. Like that's the thing. You shouldn't be going to game sevens. A lot of these series, you know. And no. then it's just like, oh shit, we're here. We're shitting our pants. Yeah, this that's right. Has gone south again. That's right. You know? Listen, listen. If we are here for another post mortem after a game seven loss, I I mean it sincerely. Like they will have to change that core, and there'll be no way to beat yeah. around the bush this time. They nope. dodged those questions at that press conference last year. It was fucking embarrassing. It was the 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 Dubis and Shanahan, the shit they were saying. There will be no. No, no excuses this time because you've surrounded that core with the right pieces. Now these are objectively the right pieces. That's right. Dubas has fucking shot every gun in the chamber, every bullet in the chamber. Um, This is it here and uh, put up or shut up. And if these guys can't get it done, someone's got to walk. Yeah. Someone's got to walk. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit about your regular season, how many takeaways you have, your number one yep. in takeaways, yep. Yep. or how you your 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 Matthews and these defensive analytics of yep. how good he is defensively yeah, in yeah, a two way. Yeah. He's no longer just a score. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Win a playoff series. Win a game. This is it. This is put up or shut up. I don't give a shit. That's so right. as much as I'm high on them. I will equally turn on them yeah. if they don't get it done here. Yeah, and and well, okay. it's, it's just crazy. And I think a lot of Leaf fans feel that way. I no, think that's. Right. I, don't, I don't think that's a controversial take. No, it's not. I, 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 and I'll back you up on that, Nick. One hundred percent. That's not a controversial take. I look at the Raptors when they traded Demar. They won. They blew up the core. They won. I look at the Blue Jays this year trading Teoscar Hernandez, trading Lourdes Gurriel, get rid of the mainstays. Yeah bring in fresh and say we got to do something to win the Leafs have gone laterally they've done the changes if it doesn't work this year where do you go right you have to make changes because anything else you do would be the same as we've done for six years another new goaltender no like uh, no man like I'm I'm not starting this the season with the same story again like it's just not happening for me man blow it up fuck I'm tired of this shit that's what's so frustrating and well, my question. Okay, so now we're gonna talk about the bar of success. Like, oh yes. Yeah. Okay, so we we all understand losing the first round is an absolute failure. What if you go to the second round, and you you say you lose in five to Boston? Is that the same as losing in the first round yes. for you guys? Yes. Yes. Okay. No, I, I disagree. I disagree. I think I think you just gotta okay. get past the first round. You gotta get that monkey off your back. And then it's a win. Okay. I will feel I will feel like compelled. I will feel happy if they can just exercise those demons personally. Uh, see, For me, yeah. Nick, you, you got to beat the first round, and you have to be competitive to the very bitter end against Boston. Sure, right. You can't to, just to you can't successful. just bury your head in the sand and go. Well, we oh, made no. it past the first round. We've we've done it. We can just give up right. now. No, I agree, but I do think they'll give it a fight, Kyle. Like, I've been preaching this for a long time. If they can just exercise those demons, like John Ramo alluded to earlier, I believe mentally a lot of weight will be off these play, uh, players' shoulders, and I just think they'll, they'll lock into another gear and, and, and give Boston a run for their money, if not beat them. See, like, my – and the reason I say that, you know, winning one round is not enough is because this roster is too good to only win one round. Like – this isn't like the Leafs of four or five years ago where, yeah, like one round would have been a good step. We're talking this is the best yeah. we've seen the Leafs. This is no longer about one round. It's about winning the whole thing. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like if you go with the one round mentality, then what happens next year? O'Reilly walks, Achari walks, and guess what? It's back with a bunch of unknowns, and now we're back to saying what? 
if you win the first round now yeah. because you did it last year, your team's not as good. The only reason, and Nick, it's a very valid point, and I don't necessarily disagree. I just think that with this roster, it's too good to only win a round. Yes, Boston is great, mm -hmm. but this Leaf team has to realize that there's going to be another team like Boston again next year you're going to have to beat. So why not do it mm -hmm. this year with the team that's already the best it's been? Yeah. Right? You have to go further for me. I, like, like, man, like even three rounds for me would be almost not even enough. Like I need to see them in right. the Stanley Cup final and say, yes, a team of this caliber should be here against Edmonton. It would be amazing. So that that's that's you, and I don't disagree yeah. with you. But what about the perspective of management and ownership? Like, do they say, "Oh, like we're gonna blow it up if we don't beat Boston"? You know, if if they see, yeah, I, I, and again, like like, and that's a difficult like sort of question to answer, Kyle, because it's like if you're management, you're like, okay, well, we've won a round, but it was Boston, right? The best team the NHL's yes, maybe ever exactly. seen. Right. Exactly. Which, which again, only in that Leafs logic of being cursed, only would the Leafs have to face the best team in NHL history the first year they make it out of the first round. Right. Like it's it, like like this is yeah, written man. in the stars, man. You know what I mean? Like it, it's hard to think yeah. past it. But but going back to that, it's like if you're the Leafs, it's like what do you do? Like if you're management, right? Because now you have to try to get a team that's even better than was this season, but with tight cap space, and there's going to be some money coming off, but tight cap space. Not the best prospect pool. Not a lot of chips on the table in terms of draft picks. What do you do? You know what I mean? Like, do you have to find a diamond in the rough in the third or fourth round that, that all of a sudden comes up through the system, right? Like, is Nick Robertson that guy next season if he can finally get healthy? Right? Like, it, yeah. it, it's just like, right. it's not even like the Leafs could really make moves because if you blow it up, it's like, well, what are you going to get, right? Like, if, if I'm trading Matthews hypothetically, what am I getting in return? Well, like, like yeah. it's it, it's just hard to see because we've seen so many trades in the past where when you trade these studs, you almost never get that value back in return, right? Like, mm. you know, like you look at the trade even between Florida and Calgary, both teams were garbage this season. Both teams, right? Like, almost yeah. didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. Right. So it's like sometimes these big blow up moves to revamp it like Calgary did don't work. And now if you're a fan in Calgary, what like like. Like, I feel bad because a Calgary fan, what do you argue? We weren't good enough last year, blow it up. All right, fuck you guys. We blow it up, now we don't make the playoffs. What else do you want us to do at this point? Do you, do you like, do we stick the course now? Do we have a choice? So for the Leafs, they could blow it up and then barely make the playoffs next season and everyone would be like, can we go back to last season and just try to improve <laughs> again? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's oftentimes it's like you're taking a gamble. That's why I don't want any more gambles. Win this year. I don't give a fuck if they lose for 50 years in a row. I saw a Stanley Cup. I don't care anymore. So let's, let's just win it while mm -hmm. we're here and not think about what we need to do. Because Calgary yeah. and Florida will tell you there's no guarantees in this sport. And it's the hardest right. championship to win out of any pro sport. I don't care what anybody says. Man, it's a slog. It's a grind. You play 82 NBA games, yeah, I don't give a shit. You play 82 NHL games of bumping and grinding and pucks and hitting, it's a different animal, man. This is the yes. hardest thing to win. Yep. So, All right, okay. you can call her. Uh, what's the one last question? One more hypothetical. One more hypothetical. Yeah. One more hypothetical. Leafs losing the first round. Oh man. Matthews is looking for a max contract. Is he <laughs> not the guy? Is he not the guy to go? He's not. You're gonna give him a max contract no. and then do what? He's gonna walk if you don't. If you don't, uh, like you're gonna sign the max contract and let him walk. I'm at a point, Kyle, gonna... where where I'm like, wow, 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 and and, and again. This is not saying I have any inside knowledge, 
Connor McDavid staying in Edmonton is not very likely. And I've spoken to a couple people who who have been around unless in the win. game. Unless they win, unless they win, even is is would be the only thing. But I've spoken to a couple people who have who have worked alongside him and have made it very clear that if Edmonton don't win by the time free agency, Toronto will be a very very likely option. I would rather tank the one year in between their contracts, get a high wow. pick, reset with McDavid, and go from there. Now again, I'm not saying it happens. I'm not saying the people I know are are you know guaranteed. But I've spoken right. to people who are high up in, 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 in you know, some organizations that I can't really say. But I, I have some mm. people saying that that, that that would be an option. McDavid would very well consider coming to Toronto after wow. this is done if it doesn't work in Edmonton. So mm. and, 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 yeah. am I banking on that? No. But, like, I can't justify Matthews with the max. He's, he's done nothing for me to justify that. No success whatsoever. I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. And and honestly, I think the guy I'd be more willing to give a max to and to just never want to see him leave my team is Mitch Marner. I think that 100%. guy this year has proven – I think that guy this year, that guy has proven so much to me player. from a two-way game standpoint. He can literally play on anyone's line and make that guy look so yeah. Im- incredible, whereas Matthews doesn't yeah. have that same effect. You know, even with bunting nope. this year, like bunting's kind of dipped. And that speaks a lot to Bunting, but also to Matthews, you know, that he can't yeah. elevate these players' games. Whereas Marner, everyone wants to play with this fucking guy. Yeah. That guy's blocking shots. That guy's setting up incredible uh, goals. He's scoring incredible goals. Kills that guy's shown me so much. He's shown me so much. And, like, like even in interviews, like, he's just – he's very businesslike, you know? Yeah. He's kind of done with the drama. He's very businesslike. I like his approach yeah. now. I think he's matured. I think he's a little older now. Um, I, I, I'd be more comfortable giving him the max, sending Austin out, and then bringing in, you know, if it is McDavid, what a combo that would be, McDavid and Marner. Oh my god, it'd be so ridiculous. I, I, I think he's more indisplaceable, and 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 honestly, if you want to blow it up, I just don't think there's room for those two guys because no. then how much can you really change if you're if you're giving the max to both those no, guys? Right. And you know what, even to take it back to last playoffs, I do remember that Game 7, and I do remember really liking what Marner was bringing to that Game yeah. 7. I remember thinking, man, Marner's bringing it. I can see it. Maybe the results yeah. aren't always there. I can see him doing all that he can, bringing all his, all the bag of tricks that yeah. he's got. I didn't see that out of Matthews. Nope. Matthews, with the shot, he was deferring. He was he, he wouldn't shoot the puck. I was like, what what? What are you guys doing? I know, man. I know, Kyle. It's like so, so painful to watch sometimes, man. It's so painful. And I get that he's dealt with some wrist injuries the last couple of years, which is why he says he's he's kind of was moving away from the shots recently. But apparently now he's back to being healthy. So if I don't see him ripping that puck all playoffs long, it's going to upset me. But it's also not a coincidence that he has a career year while playing beside Marner last season. Right? Like, Marner sure. elevates his game to another level. So I know, Kyle, you mentioned earlier at the start in terms of where you would play guys like O'Reilly. My take on what the Leafs' lines would be for this playoff series, and Nick, obviously, I'm really eager to hear what you think about this because I know you're a huge Ryan O'Reilly fan, and he's really grown on me too. But my starting line would be, I would probably go, I would go back to the defense here. I would put Bunting beside Matthews and Nylander. I want to see O'Reilly, Tavares, and Marner. I just do. I don't want that line to be broken up because I think it's where you get the most. Where I would switch that is let's say we're going up against, you know, you know, like, you know, face-offs in our own end late. Ryan O'Reilly's like up there with Patrice Bergeron as your one-two combo for best centers in terms of face-off percentage. That asset 
is something I would say if we're up, let's say, 2-1 in a game, third period, I now move O'Reilly down for the third and say he's taken all my D-zone draws. We're winning them, yeah. getting the puck out, and moving on. So he's your Swiss Army knife where you're like, if I need him in a depth or defensive role, I can put him there. But yeah. I wouldn't be afraid to double shift a guy like that. And I would also not be afraid to double shift Marner and have Marner play with Matthews and play with Tavares at the same time so that you don't break up both that chemistry and you have another guy rotate in and out. But it, it's I want to see O'Reilly, Tavares, and Marner. It's a fascinating debate, right? Because yeah. I, I, I like that take, and we've seen those three in the, in the chemistry and in, in the so brief glimpses we've seen. They, they have it. Yeah. But, like, here's what's so fascinating is, like, if you load up those two lines and then have two weaker lines, it yeah. makes sense because you look at Tampa's lines, it's very similar, right? right? Very That's top right. heavy. Yeah. It's Point, Kucherov, Stamkos, mm-hmm. and then you got Sorelli, Kalorn, Hagel. Like, you have a defined top six. That's right. And then, like, Paul... Maroon, Belmar, Perry, Colton, yeah. those are all bottom six guys. 100%. So you could match up and go, let's go top heavy. Let's have our two first yeah. lines against two their first two lines. Or on the flip side, you could have O'Reilly be your 3C, have O'Reilly match up against the Stamkos line. And then that way, those scoring lines, Fair. Uh, you know, Fair. whether it be whether it be Tavares, Marner, and then and then Bunty yeah. Matthews, they'll get an easy matchup yeah. against Tampa's third line or something, right? So it's like fire with fire, or you try to kind of mismatch and beat around them. You know, yeah. Kyle, maybe you can speak better than that. Like, if you want to, if yeah, you want to sure. out chance, like, do you have a better chance of stopping Stamkos Kucherov point by going fire fire like best line best line and and doing O'Reilly Tavares Marner against them? Or do you have a better chance having like an O'Reilly defensive yeah. line, and then well, I, I'm curious what they'll do here. Yeah. If you're if you're gonna do that, you have to commit to scoring less. Like when I when I think back to what Deneau did against you know his in his playoff run with Montreal. Ugh. Like if you play Ryan O'Reilly in a shutdown line against their top line, mm-hmm. that line is playing more minutes. Yeah. Meaning your yeah. top scores are actually playing less minutes. Yes, they have a better yeah. matchup but they're not out there as much. So all of a sudden you commit to this defensive tactic and you're actually, maybe you're not playing to your own strengths in terms of the offense that you have. Yeah. So you kind of have to really commit to it for Montreal. No worries. We don't have a lot of offense offense. Let's throw Deneau out there against their top guy all the time. Right. No worries, you know, but with Toronto, I almost, I almost like the loading up the lines against the. the no, big I, I do too. I, I agree with John Ramos' original take. I'm playing a little devil's advocate, but yeah. I, I think, I think the right sure, move yeah. and what Keith should do, what he should do, is he should have the Tavares, Marner, O'Reilly line against Stamkos, Kucherov. That's what I want to see because yeah. I think, I think offensively they can keep up with those guys. I think defensively you have two Selkie guys and an O'Reilly and Marner who can definitely yep. stop Kucherov and Stamkos. That's the matchup I want to see. Those two lines, and I'll throw Matthew's line against fucking Sorelli's line, and let's see what happens, you know? Right. Yeah. If he wants to get dynamic, he can do a hybrid style. If there's a, if there's a top line in the, in the defensive zone, then maybe you throw O'Reilly on that For line. For sure, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Offensive and- zone, you know, throw whoever you want. Yeah. And he might. I don't know. I still don't know what they're doing. Are they going 11-7? Are they going twelve and six? Like, oh, what the hell is going on, John Ramo? Is the is the eleven you know seven experiment dead? Like, what the you hell is what, going Nick? on? This is gonna and my reason here is gonna be similar to my take earlier. Fuck it, go with your regular lines, match up best on best. I think the Leafs have have always focused too much on like, oh well, you know, like maybe O'Reilly against this guy. If you want to win, 
Just go out there and play Toronto Maple Leaf hockey. Don't change your game to play against Tampa. So many years, again, where it's been like, Kashi, we got to do everything. Tactical matchup, this chess game. Fuck it. Let's just play Leaf hockey. Let's go out and just try to score five goals a game and see if that works. Mm -hmm. Because every other defensive way we've tried to play has never helped us. We've lost every single year in this first round. Let's switch it up. Let's get O'Reilly on that top six. Let's put all the big guns out there at once and let's fire away. If we get blown out game one or something, something, then maybe you can look at changing it. But let's stick with Leaf hockey. Let's not change what's worked for us this season. Let's play our way. Let's stick with that. If it doesn't work, then you look to make changes. I don't want to start, you know, messing with things that, that, that don't necessarily need to be messed with at this point in time. Let's just see what happens, yeah. right? I'm, I'm, for years, it's been the same thing. Nothing's worked. So let's try doing the opposite of what we would normally do. Maybe that'll work. Yep. Yeah. Very, no, very logical. Um, okay. Uh, love talking about this team. We could do it all day, literally, boys. Absolutely. But we have to move on. Western Conference. John Ramo, you mentioned McDavid the, uh, just, just previously. Mm. We're starting with Kings and Oilers. Yeah. It's the marquee matchup on Monday night. First big playoff game I'll be tuning into. Um, what, wh- what do you make of this, Kyle McDavid? It's, it's mm. his next shot at the dance here. He had a great run last year in the conference final yep. against Colorado. They got swept. Um, they're playing the same Kings team that they beat in seven games last year, led by yes. Quinton Byfield, the face of the LA Kings. Yeah, Quentin yeah, Byfield, yeah. let's hope he actually plays in the whole series and doesn't get healthy scratched for half the, se- the series like last yes. time. Um, what the hell is going to happen here? I mean, is, is it the Kings who are going to be bloodthirsty and are going to seek revenge and get it done? Is it McDavid who's just going to go full OP in what's been his best season to date and just continue yeah. it in the playoffs? Yeah. I mean, so many ways to take this. It'll be a fun series just because McDavid's in it. You know, I, I think the Kings are a yeah. pretty boring team, not going to lie. But I think McDavid makes it a very watchable series, and right. uh, and and it has the potential to be a long one. So what 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 do you think here? Yeah, to be honest, like last year you, it, it went to seven. I, I don't think it'll go that long this year. I think Oilers are primed to uh, to take down the Kings pretty handedly this year. I think offensively, you could say they're they're pretty similar to last year, maybe a slight bit better. Defensively, they're a lot better. My God, adding Ekholm at the at the deadline, they've had an incredible record since he's joined their team. Uh, he's he's got a, a decent pass first. He's a really stabilizing guy, great defensively. He can be a bit a bit nasty at times too. So defense, way way better. That whole outlook is is, is changed there. Uh, goalie, I mean, last year the fucking it's not hard to do better than last year with that fucking dope they had in net. That old dopey Koskinen who yeah. Well, fuck, like, they they had a bunch of just baloney last year. So, Stuart Skinner, he's had a pretty good year. He's actually from Edmonton. I didn't know that. Um, I got a lot more faith in the guy compared to compared to what we had last year. So, I think uh, I think this, this goes down pretty handedly. Like, LA's pretty – got a pretty decent look as well, you know. But their uh, their core is, is a little bit older. Uh, Kopitar's got to be slowing down a little bit, right? Um, so I see this going down and, uh, you know what? I'll go conservative. I'll say six games, Edmonton Oilers in six games because yeah, they'll, they'll squeak out some wins to know we'll get his, his defensive jobs done here and there. Um, Edmonton will speed wall a little bit, find their groove. And by the end of it, they'll, they'll be in a, in a good rhythm. Interesting. John Ramo. 
Uh, yeah, this is this is my uh, this is my one interesting one here in the West. I, I'm actually going to go with the LA Kings in seven here. Um, wow. And again, not because wow. I'm a Kings fan. Sizzling, Okay, not because I'm a Kings fan on the side, but mainly because I just think the LA Kings and Edmonton Oilers is like I just don't think it's a great matchup per se for the Oilers. I think I you know I've watched a lot of their games this season, um, like the Kings and Oilers when they faced each other in particular, and Again, McDavid and Dreisaitl on their own are just incredible players, like unbelievable. But there's something about this LA Kings team that's like, you, you, nobody expects them to be this good, but they just play a good brand of hockey. They don't have the best players. They don't have any like big, sexy names on the team where you're like, yeah, like that's a star, that's a star. But they're just collectively, they play an excellent game. And it's a game yep. that kind of stymies Edmonton in a way because Edmonton are a team that are so heavily reliant on two players. And in the regular season, it works, right? When you look at Edmonton's success, it's solely based on those two. If the LA Kings can find a way to contain, and I'm not saying that means prevent them from scoring, but contain McDavid and contain Dreisaitl, I think they can very easily win a series. And Stuart Skinner's had a good year, right? You're right, 100%. But since the All-Star game, he's been he, he, like he's honestly been bad. Like He really hasn't been good. And it, there's still a question mark in that because guess what? If it's not Stuart Skinner, it's Jack Campbell. And boy, you can't oh turn boy, to him. And you can't turn to him <laughs> at all. So the question is, is you're relying on a rookie goalie in Stuart Skinner to take you this far. And yes, they've been better defensively with Ekholm. But when you look at their goals against in the league this year, they're not even, I believe, top, top 10. Like they're like a middling defensive team coming up against an LA Kings team that has surprisingly scored a lot of goals. But it's quiet, guys. The Kevin Fiala's. You know, Drew Doughty's still doing it. Sean Dursey that the Leafs gave to this team. Like, their back end is solid. And now that they have a goalie, who, by the way, destroyed the Leafs when the Leafs played Columbus. I never want to see this guy again. My God, this guy was unbelievable right. in that series. This is a goalie that, again, quietly can steal a right. series and is a little bit better than Stuart Skinner at this time. And the LA Kings want revenge. And, I, and like, I think it's hard to look past that. But you don't think they're thinking about last year's matchup? This is going to be a whole – this is the one team Edmonton didn't want to see because you don't want to beat a team like that twice and have to go through that again. It's hard to do it again. I just see something right. in L.A. where I think the I, I think they want it. And I'm not saying Edmonton don't, and maybe I'm biased again because I'm a Kings fan, but I really like the quiet nature of this team and how they go about their business. Great power play, good penalty kill, all around a solid team. You don't win 40-plus games in a season unless you're a good side. I have to give the edge. It's the wobble on Edmonton's defense, and goaltending scares me. Uh, John Ramo, agree with your take. You, it's it's a great take. I mean, uh, t uh, the LA Kings have a great team game. Yeah. We've seen that. They've had the worst goaltending all year. Like, before the trade deadline, mm -hmm. statistically speaking, they were 30th, 31st. They had the Peterson fucking oh. uh, shenanigans, Jonathan Quick shenanigans. He, Earlier he in the year, coffee. it was a fucking... It was a mess. Well, he's still the he's still the backup there. We Boy. might see him in this series. There's a chance we see him in this series. That's the thing. LA's kind of been going back and forth as much as you want to commit to Corpus Allo, But yeah. I digress. I mean, the team plays a great team game. You look at all the analytics, all the numbers, offensively, yeah, defensively, top 10 despite those goalie splits. Mm -hmm. So they, you're right. Todd McClelland can coach this team. They have a great team game. I get it. Um, and, and I'm very, you know, as a Kings fan, I'm very, very, very... Uh, I have that Tim England to yeah. take them in the series. But here's why the Oilers will win. Ooh. Three points. Three points. Three yep. points. Okay? 
I think Ekholm has changed their defense entirely. Like that whole look, I just have so much more faith yep. in them. You know, I, I didn't earlier, Darnell Nurse being your one, or, uh, you know, uh, Bouchard playing heavy minutes, defensive minutes. Yep. But with Ekholm, totally gives them a new look. I think they've looked totally different. Okay. 18 Second, one since he got there. 18 it's incredible. It's incredible. What what more do you have to say? Going into the playoffs, you always pick the team that is trending in the right direction. That's on a heater. 18-2-1. How can you not pick that team? Second point, Kevin Fiala, arguably their most creative, dynamic forward for the Kings. Had a great year. He's I injured right now. Yeah. We don't yeah. know his status. We don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. He could be in Siberia. He could be getting the, the, the Freddie Anderson treatment. <laughs> I don't know what's going on at Fiala. <laughs> That's a critical Island. piece. Yeah. He's out. Okay? Third point, Stuart Skinner. Okay? I hate to be the fact checker, oh, but boy. this guy in the, la- in the last month, two o- nine wins, 208 GAA, 925 save percentage. Yeah. Like, the, the, the guy's been playing good hockey. What are his overall so numbers? I'm pretty comfortable. It, it, much worse than that. His overall numbers are 275 and a 913. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. 913 is about, it's league average, yeah. a little over league average. Yeah. But in the last month, it's 208, 925. Uh, against Colorado recently, they won the game earlier this week, 2-1. Uh, he stopped 28, 29 shots. That's an impressive win. Okay, so you know what? And I so, got a question for you guys on this then. I got a question for you guys. Do you think Edmonton's too power play reliant? And, well, that was going to be the final point. I okay, think okay. they are – it's a fifth, they're operating at a 50% clip, which I agree is not sustainable. It's fucked. It's absolutely fucked. Um, but that said – I mean, in, in the playoffs, that has a way of mitigating itself, That's right? Because mean. there's less less calls. Exactly. Um, it plays less of, of a role. So you're absolutely right, John Remo. That's a fantastic, fantastic point. Um, but that said, you're still going to get your power plays. And I feel like they just – they have that coach. He just gets it. He's like, I'm going to go my number one unit for the full two minutes. And I, I would do the same. I would do the same if I had that kind well, of Well, yeah, I mean, fuck if, and if I had those guys 100%. No, fuck, you don't need a second unit. No. You don't need a second no, unit. Just let them have all the ice time they want. So it'll play less of a role in this series. It absolutely will. I don't disagree with that yeah. take. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you still can't deny it. When they're on the ice, it's the best power play in the league. Yeah. And, uh, fuck, that's a critical point of, point of the game. So for all those reasons, Skinner, Fiala, the power play, um, I, I, I like the Oilers and I and I think but I think I, I think they get a run because the LA Kings are a well coached, disciplined team. Yeah. And Fiala will return. He will return in the series. I just don't know when. So I'm going Oilers in seven. I think it's exact plays out the exact same way as last year. Oilers in wow. seven. So I, I one more thing there is uh, I think I heard something that John Ramos said that, that, that keyed me in and I just looked it up too. They've got middling defensive numbers. One hundred percent true. It's all they need. All they need is a middling defense. Yeah. Their their goals per game is point three better than the Boston Bruins, That's the insane. second place team. That's insane. It's, it's a ridiculous, ridiculous number. Wow. Their power play is actually thirty two point four on the season. So it's not fifty. <laughs> it's not fifty percent. It's not. It's not out of this planet. It's really, really, really amazing. Thirty two. Um. Thirty two percent. So yes. Their 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 power play is amazing, but like take away all the power play points from McDavid and Drysaddle, they're still probably a hundred point players. Yeah. So it's like, I think, you know what, John Remo, I think what you're saying is, 
I get what you're saying. The stylistically, yeah. LA is a bad matchup. Yeah. I agree. I just don't think LA is has enough of that. That's fair. To get it done. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think Edmonton get can get stopped by a team like that. Yeah. But a stronger team like that. Yeah. That's what I think this is going to look like. And I think that's why we're saying like seven think... games for all of us, right? Like we're we're all seven games, yeah. but maybe with the teams yeah. differing at the end. So we we know that stylistic problem, but. You guys just see, yeah, you guys just think that Edmonton's... And again, I don't disagree with that, because I could very easily... Yeah, Edmonton for sure, but there's just something about that LA team that just makes me think, like, if they can just narrow it down and focus on shutting down the big guns, they have that shot, but over a seven-game series, can you do it once or twice? Yeah, maybe. But over a seven-game series, it might be hard. I just... My LA bias comes out a little bit, man. I I, I really think they're gonna pull it, but I don't know. I don't know. That's fair. That's fair, we'll man. Yeah, it's very fair, man. Yeah. And 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 it speaks to to how Vegas they went on a heater at the end of the year because yeah. they wanted to avoid the LA Kings. <laughs> exactly. They wanted to avoid them like the fucking plague. I know. And they sure as hell played like it at the end of the year. Everyone's scared of the Kings in a playoff matchup because they got that playoff style of game that can win yeah. a series. And and Vegas was cognizant of that, and that's why they avoided them. And now Edmonton's got to deal with them, and I'm sure McDavid's not happy about it. But that's but always I still been think LA's they get thing, it done. Eh? Yeah, the guys, like it's always oh, been yeah. LA's thing. Every time they get to the playoffs, like nobody wants to see them. It's like it's no, like, like they no. just have that it factor in the playoffs. Yeah. no matter what team it yeah. is, man, it's something about them. Yeah, buddy, it's crazy. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Moving on, the other Canadian team in the West. The final one we'll cover today: the yeah. Winnipeg Jets just squeak into the playoffs. Um, kind of limped their way into the playoffs. Um, you know, they had it, then they didn't have it, then they had it. I mean, it was yeah, it was yeah. kind of a mess there getting in. And they play on, um, you know, they're going to play the Vegas Golden Knights, who who have been on a heater here to end the season. Bruce Cassidy's Vegas Golden Knights, um, who are now led by Laurent Brassois. He's their starting goalie. It's it's kind of a fucking joke. It's been a goalie carousel there all year. You've had Brassois, Logan Thompson, Aiden Hill, and Jonathan Quick. It's been a fucking mess. Just bad luck, and, man. Uh, looks, yeah, man. Bad luck, but it, it sounds like Brassois is the guy. He's been winning them games to end the year here. He, Bruce Cassidy seems to just be riding the hot hand. Yep. Um, Vegas, Winnipeg. I'm going to be very brief with this one. Yep. Um, I just – I think – I think Vegas has been playing better to end the year. Um, I don't trust Winnipeg. Nope. I don't trust the core. I, I, I just think it's time to blow things up, and this will be the final na- nail in the coffin for Winnipeg. Yeah. I think Sheffield Day off, the message will be reinforced in his head that Shifley probably wants to go. Dubois, we already know, wants to go. Um, you know, Wheeler's gotten old. Maybe his time is up there. Hellebuck, will he want to stay? I know he's been terrific. I know he's been terrific, but can he win a series? And then Vegas, I just I've been I've been beating this drum for so long, boys. I just love that defense. I think it's such a it's such a fucking playoff like looking defense. I mean Alec Martinez, that guy blocks the most shots in the league, playoff performer, Petrangelo, a, a Stanley Cup winner, Shea Theodore, the stud that he is, and then Bruisers, McNabb, Haig. I mean, White Cloud. It, I just, I, I love, I think the defense is great. I think Bruce Cassidy knows how to coach in the playoffs. Um, you know, I, I just, I I, 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 I don't trust Winnipeg's core. And I trust too many guys on that veteran, savvy Vegas team. So yeah. at, regardless of the goaltending, you know, which is obviously advantage Winnipeg. Yeah. I just think of goalie out. Goalie out, I think Vegas is the huge favorite here. Um, and I, and I, and I think they, I, I think they're going to win this handedly. 
And uh, well, maybe not handedly, but I'll, I'll give. I think I think Winnipeg might have a game or two in them. You know, they might they might give yeah. them a run. Hellebuck will steal a game, maybe. Um, and I'll go. I'll go Winnipeg. Oh, sorry, I'll go Vegas in six. <laughs> I was gonna say, whoa, mm. <laughs> whoa, going for a Winnipeg call after all that. Holy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Nick says that. I say goalie in <laughs> Winnipeg. Wow. To me, I like Love Winnipeg, us. man. Like I you're do. You're done. You're Come fucking. On, d- you're done. You're, no, you're such man. a. You're Jack, such a muck. Jack Eichel. You're such man? a schmuck. Jack Eichel. Come I know. On, man. I know he's got Mark, the yips. Mark Stone hasn't played all year. I know I he's know. coming back, but he hasn't played all he's year. Jack player. Eichel. Is, this is his. He's a rookie in the playoffs. He's a fucking baby cake. He is. Like, he is. He it's absolutely ridiculous. is. I know you have the defense, but like. But hey, I don't listen, trust. What makes you trust? What makes you trust the fate hey, like that core? I'll like I you, don't. I will tell you. I I'll give you a quick a quick reasoning on this, and I know where you're coming from. To me, this year in Winnipeg is almost its own mini last dance. <laughs> That's right. Nobody wants it. Is to be it here. really is? Everyone everyone's leaving. <laughs> I yeah. guarantee they they get together in the room. Hey, they get together in the room, boys. After this, we're done. Yeah, let's we're done give with Winnipeg. the best. Let's give the loudest fans in the league something to yeah. cheer about. Yeah, right. They, they, it's the best. It's the one of the best loudest barns in the league. I guarantee. Like Pierre Luc Dubois is going to be. You know what? This is my last year. Mark Shifley. Like it's just going to be that one and done, boys. Let's see what we can do with this. Like we've been here. We've doing. We've been doing this for six years, on and off success. What do we got? Morrissey's been great this year. Hellebuck's a, a Vesna finalist. Yeah, something's there, man. Something's there, and I don't trust Jack Eichel. You want to talk about trust? You want to talk about trust with me? Jack Eichel, come on, man. Who is this guy? Get out. Oh, That's where I'm at. This is a hard one to call. I think. Uh, uh, sorry, John Rambo. I just that's an. Aw- I'm just going to interrupt. That's an awful take, and uh, I think you're <laughs> yeah, we'll so see. you're so wrong. You're so wrong. No, we'll see. You are so we'll wrong. See. This team is so flawed. They don't even like each other. I have a feeling yeah, they're yeah. in the room. And they can't even look at each other in the eye. And and I, okay. I think there's something deeply flawed in that room. And when that coach came out, when they lost against San Jose a couple of weeks ago, and he did the, oh, some guy's yeah. got to look in the mirror here. Like, this is, this, this is getting serious. Like, when a coach drops that, you know, like, this team's on their last stand. Like, this is dire straits what, here. Drops, we, you cut out for a sec. Drops what? Man, he fucking looked like the, they lost in a game in San Jose and he was like, you know, guys were saying they put effort out there. We all know <laughs> didn't they didn't put effort, effort out yet. there. <laughs> like that man, like that, that that was a fucking bombshell. And you know he yeah. was talking to the face of the, like the big guys on that team. I don't think I don't think like I just think it's I think they, they that's the heart of that team is lost. This is like the the Palmeries days where there was passion with that team and actual fight, I think is gone. I, I just don't see it, man. I just I don't. I, <laughs> say what you want, man. I don't see it. John John Ramo, speak some sense into this, man. No, please. you know what, Nick? <laughs> you're not gonna like this, but you know what? <laughs> Give me a break. For all the dysfunction that exists in Winnipeg, for all the dysfunction, right? Tell me something that wouldn't be as poetic as for them to just somehow pull this series off, and the Vegas Golden Knights pull the Toronto Maple Leafs fucking specialty <laughs> where. Where they go in supposing to win and everything's rosy and it looks great, a nice defense, you know, the the, you know, the goaltending's held up despite all the issues. And then this dysfunctional team walks in and is just like, Yeah, I'm sorry, like 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 
like we're going to put it together for seven games. I'm mm-hmm. I'm honestly I'm thinking Winnipeg in seven, and I the reason I take Winnipeg Woo-hoo! in seven is because as much as it's dysfunction, yes, Brazois scares me a lot. Like I'm talking like I'd rather have like a Vitek Vanacek like out in New Jersey <laughs> than I'd rather have Warren Brazois. Like we're talking third string. It's like putting like Curtis McElhinney in that. Like this is not what I want to see. If I'm he's looked this good. He's look, he's looked good. He has looked he good. Looks he good. Has looked good. And I won't take away the numbers. Not wrong. But when you get to the playoffs, everything restarts. You can score 50 goals in the regular season. Everybody starts at zero. And when we're restarting at zero in a different animal, in a different environment, it's gonna, he's going to get yeah. cooked by the fans in Winnipeg. If, 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 if shit goes bad in Winnipeg for him, his confidence is donezo for the rest of the series. And Winnipeg can do that to you because the fans are, are, are wild. Now, the reason Winnipeg is because that top six is still filthy in Winnipeg. Like, it's so yes. good. And they can still, like, man, we've seen games where they score two and games where they score six. Now, against this defense, it's not going to be easy. But that defense is going to face wave after wave. And if you think Winnipeg is going to come in, you're playing defensive. If I'm Winnipeg, I'm looking at everybody in the room and saying, fuck it. We're going all out offense. And I don't care about because we can't play defense, right? Neil Pionk's my yes. number one defenseman. Dylan DeMello, mm-hmm. Brendan Dillon. These guys are not scrubs, but they're close to it. Go for it on the <laughs> offense. They're going to look at – like, if I'm in that room, I'm looking at Hellebuck and saying, you're going to stop 50 shots a game, but we're going to try to score four or five for you. And if that right. defense there, they like they got to be thinking, I can't make one mistake because I can't trust Laurent Brossois yet to make that big save. So now you put pressure on the defense to be perfect and facing wave after wave of Nick Ehlers, Kyle Connor, Pierre-Luc Dubois. Like, that's He's looked great, by the way. Ehlers, Ehlers, Ehlers yeah, taken Ehlers his game to a next level recently. And what I'm saying here is that that defense core is going to have a lot to handle. And you're right, with with a Mark Stone who hasn't played all year, Jack Eichel with no experience, you got to put pressure on them to score goals against Connor Hellebuck. That's not easy. And he can win you games and series on his own. Combined with the offense, they look like a Leaf team from four or five years ago. That's all about scoring. Fuck the defense, score goals, hope your goalie bails you out. Something about that is like, I don't know if I'd want to face that with a team that doesn't have a lot of guys that have been there, per se, and done it at a high level in the playoffs. Yes, they've gone decently far, right? The Vegas Golden, and they have guys with experience, but at the back end, man, it's so shaky. They can't make one mistake. Yeah. One turnover could lead to a goal, and the wheels fall off the wagon. Winnipeg and seven. There you go. It's it's a there it's a go. closer series than I think a lot of people are, are calling. Um, yeah, and and honestly, I, I think I, I I like Winnipeg's forwards more. You know, like on paper, like I oh, think yeah. there's more there. Yes, there's yes. more there. Like Vegas has Jack Eichel, Barbachev, and Marchessault. Like who else you got? Hey, do I just I just killer in the playoffs. We've oh my god, yeah. I, I could see him like really getting a mean streak. He could turn on a mean streak and 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 get things going there. I just think yeah. uh, I, I like I, 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 they need to. man. I mean, you guys bring up good points, and that's why I have it going, you know, relatively long. Yeah. Um, but again, I, I, I always have more respect for coaching and the system, and I think just Cassidy, Cassidy's going to get it done here, and that's that's just that, that's yeah, just me. And Bressois, yeah, he doesn't have to be great all year. Bressois, but uh, Cassidy says we need a goalie who's just going to make saves. You know, you look at all the analytics; they they they're kind of like Carolina. They don't give up a lot, or sorry, they're like the Islanders. They don't give a lot high danger chances. They give a lot out from the perimeter. Yeah. 
Uh, Vegas really much plays like that, and that's why Brassois has been so good. He's got a 217 and a 925 in the last month. Like, the guy's been solid. He doesn't have to do very much. And uh, I think if they just play to that identity, uh, they'll be fine against this Winnipeg team that, to me, looks broken emotionally. So, um, wow. yeah, I love this. I'm excited to see how this plays <laughs> out. because we It's true. Broken it's true. Broken they do look a little broken. That, that, quote, that quote after the San Jose game really, really got to me. Um, but but this is fun. I'm glad we have a series we disagree so much on. The East, we all agreed with. And now we're already yes. disagreeing on these first two West series. Yeah, so this is great. This I is know. great. Yep. So what do, what do you guys have it going in? You got Winnipeg winning in what? Seven, six, five? What do you got? Six. I got Winnipeg in seven. Nice. Okay. The last uh, dance, baby. The last the dance. Last dance. Okay. Two more, two more series to go. Uh, we're going to Kyle's beloved, yeah, make him quick, shotgun style. Kyle's beloved Colorado shotgun. Avalanche uh, will be playing uh, their former goalie, Philip Grubauer, if he even starts. Uh, Seattle against <laughs> Seattle, if he even starts. It's wow. true, it's true. He's been good, it's true. he's been good down the stretch. He has, he worked last, out well for you in fantasy, games. right? I gave yes, you a pretty good tip there. Yes, he did. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we, we got, we got Seattle making their first playoff appearance and congratulations. You get the Colorado avalanche in the first round. So here we go. Um, what, what do they do? Um, I'm obviously the big Seattle fan and I'll just open and be brief. Um, as much as I love Seattle and Shane Wright, uh, who got ousted in the first round, got swept (laughs) in the the first round of the OHL playoffs. Not, not a good look, not a a good look for Shane. I will get into that later. But uh, but the the main the main point is um, Seattle. I think they're just happy to be there. I think they're going to collect some ticket revenue. They're going to get some fans through the gates. They're going to sell yep. a few more jerseys. It's great. It's going to be great for the city city of Seattle. They're going to get two games on ESPN or or, or TNT. It's going to look great, and uh, they're going to be happy to be at the dance. And that's that's frankly all they need at this point, um, because I don't think they can match up against Colorado. They don't have a game breaker. As much as I love Seattle, they are a boring team to watch. They are objectively boring to watch. They don't have a single guy who leaps off, who just leaps in front of your eyes and makes you go, wow. They don't have any wow factor, and Colorado's got all of it. They've been there. They've done that. Winnipeg just doesn't – or sorry, fuck Winnipeg. Uh, Seattle just doesn't have it. And, uh, <laughs> man, Seattle, leave it alone, man. Se- <laughs> Seattle just doesn't have it. And, uh, and frankly, their goaltending, I know you said they've been better, uh, Kyle, but I just don't have faith in Martin Jones and Grubauer against. I think Grubauer has yeah. got the yips yeah. against his former team. Mm-hmm. I think Jones is a sure. AHL goalie. And uh, I, just, I just don't. I, I see some ugly games here. I see some, like a 7 1 game. Just like Colorado, uh, like abused the fuck out of Koskinen and the Oilers last year, I could see the same kind of series here. You know, you know, maybe Seattle can win one of those home games. I think that would be really good for them. I, I really do. I think they do probably. Uh, and I'm gonna go Colorado in five. I'm going Colorado in five games. Yep, fair enough. I'll jump in real yep. quick. Uh, although it's very crushing, Landeskog being out oh. of the playoffs. You miss Kadri, but uh, at the end of the day, like the Kraken are outclassed, heavily, heavily outclassed on offense and defense despite that. I will maintain in terms of six defense, a, a defensive group in this league, I wouldn't have any other defensive group than this Colorado group. I will I'll maintain that yeah. till the day I die. Um, 
goaltending's average. That did just well, just fine last year. Um, and I'll tell you uh, what. George Ev's better. I think he's better, man. He's he's legit. Yeah. He was good for me this yeah, year in fantasy. could be. Could be. But uh, you got to watch it because the dog is on the loose. The dog is off the leash, and he is on the loose. Nathan McKinnon just popped off last game. He's ready. He, he, he gave you a little preview of what he's about to do to, to the crack, and I think this is going to be a bloodbath despite the injuries. Like, it's going to be four games. The big boys are going to get going. Wow. We're, 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 going, we're going four games, and then we're, we're taking a rest is what we're doing. Wow. Yeah. But, yes, no, I mean, Jared McCann, he won me my fantasy playoffs. He won me everything. <laughs> he's a fucking great player, but he's not a game. Oh, we let him go in Toronto. I'm so mad. Man, We're so you know cursed, what's funny? Bro. They let him go in. They let him go in Pittsburgh. I know. I know. They let him go. Everyone they let go turns into a star. Yeah. Pittsburgh is a fucking joke. Doesn't matter. Like, forget it. Like, just should should have Carter Verhage, their draft pick, gone. McCann, we had gone. Like, it's just it, it's just upsetting. But yeah, listen. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, this is maybe the most lopsided series. Of the entire playoffs, like even I think more so than Boston versus Florida, um, I'm going with Colorado in four. Like I, I, as much as I love what the Kraken have done in their rise, they don't have a game breaker. They definitely don't have goaltending that's able to compete. They scored a lot of goals this year despite not having a star though. Like they, like they've scored goals. Yeah. They might give like here's the thing. Like they can only play a run and gun style, right, Seattle? Unfortunately, the one team they got matched up against is the epitome of what it means to play run and gun hockey. Yeah. So they're going to get absolutely thrilled. Nick, you're spot on. I could see some seven, eight goal games here happening. I can see some games where it's over in the first ten minutes. Um, Oof. But Oof. Yeah. like, oh, yeah. like, <laughs> like I feel for the Kraken. But listen, this season is like this is a learning experience. Get playoff experience. Get the fans out there. This is a win, no matter what happens in the series. Move on from here and keep going forward. This is a great season for Seattle, but it's going to be Colorado. I mean, I don't even need to list it. Like, like Nathan McKinnon is a he's he's an X factor, and that's what teams are begging for. Me as a Leaf fan, I wish Matthews could play like like McKinnon in the playoffs. It just doesn't happen. It's going to be Colorado in four. Right, love it. Okay, final series. Um, this one, I guarantee you, Kyle will not tune in for for a second. Uh, Minnesota, Minnesota, Dallas. Unreal. Um, honestly, oh. I think it's going to be an incredible series. So I have I. this in my top three as me? most. Oh my God, yeah. Kyle. This is going to be, this is going to be two. What? This is, these are two teams that could legit come out of the conference and they're playing uh-huh. each other in in this first round. I think it's going to be great. There's going to be some fireworks. It's going to be a lot of passion, a lot of, a lot of feisty games. Um, boy, oh boy, Pete DeBoer, Pete DeBoer against Dean Evison. They're going to be trading some words, yelling at each other. This is going to be a great series. They could um, fight. Like, they could yeah. literally fight. Literally, literally. I see Jesus it, man. Christ. I see it. This is, yeah. is going to be a bloodbath. What? And, uh, man, both what teams. What am I missing get... here? Is, is, is Kaprizov not injured? Uh, no, he's, he's Since back. Kaprizov he's back, gone Kyle. Down, they've been unreal. He's back. Yeah. Oh. And he, they have been unreal. He's they back. have been, I mean. Boldy's Boldy has taken it to a next level, and uh, and uh, yeah, you know, but but here's the thing on Kaprizov, Kyle. He's been getting a lot of rest recently. Um, like he was back as of four games left in the season. He played against Chicago. They then rested him. Then he played another game. He actually scored. He registered eight shots. He played 22 minutes. 
he had a solid game. Um, and then, and then, and then he recently was rested again. So they're just kind of handling him with kid gloves again, much to the chagrin of my fantasy season because he carried me until the playoffs. So just bad luck again. Um, but, but, but yeah, no, I, I think, um, I, I think they give, this is going to be great tiers. I I see it going seven. Uh, but, 100%. but, you know, I'm, pick, I'm picking Dallas for all the reasons that I picked them to win the West and, 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 and arguably might be my cup team is that they just, they, they just have this amazing first line hints, Robertson, Pavelski, they're, they're, they're dirty as hell. Uh, Jamie Ben, the resurgence he's had Tyler Sagan, oh, yeah. the resurgence he's had, uh, the kids stepping up Ty Delandria, uh, Wyatt Johnson, they're just so well what, built. They have all they 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 have. Oh my players. god, yeah. They have they have they have the forwards to score. They have the role players to play their roles. Um, I think Miro Heis, Miro Heiskanen, as, as always, is going to be a, a great defenseman. He's going to bring it, and I think Jake Ottinger has quietly been an incredible story this year. And oh, uh, yeah. I think for all those reasons, for all those reasons. And the fact, of course, it's Pete DeBoer, and he's got more experience than Dean Evison, and he's got that JD packed in his back pocket. I got, I got, mm-hmm. uh, I got, I, I got, I got Dallas winning this one in seven. Yeah. See what what shocks shocks me there is like I I, I agree with everything you said about Dallas. I, I for me I don't see it on Minnesota side. Like I I look at this Dallas team like you said. You got Jason Robertson, superstar in the game. Great mix of veteran talent and and young guys stepping in. Ottinger's was a god last year for for the part that he played. Yeah. I see it in like Dallas in four or five. Like Ooh, is, that's wow. that's where I like. I don't I don't trust Minnesota. I don't trust Kaprizov being hundred percent healthy. They gonna, they're going to need him big time um, to to have any shot here. And like Boldy's amazing, but he's he's also quite young and he can't be relied upon to do all the heavy lifting without this superstar. So I just see it Dallas and five for most of the reasons you said Dallas is a really, really great team. Really great team. Depth right down the fucking Heiskanen is a horse, man. Oh, yeah. Come on. You got a horse and a solid goalie like that and depth. That's a recipe for success in my book. Yeah. Dallas just plays this game where you're like, you don't know how to beat them because for me, Dallas has always been a team that was so old. They were always an older team. Now, all of a sudden, they've got this infusion of, you know, Tyler Delandria, Wyatt Johnson, uh, Jason Robertson, Rupe Hintz. Like, it's like, wow, all of a sudden, all the youth has come out all at once, right? Miro Heiss getting youth, Ottinger youth, minus the fact that they have the worst jerseys and worst logo in the league. Mm. I love oh my God, yeah. team. Like, man, they Ugly. play they play great. Like, they play great hockey because it's defensive, but it's like the perfect mix between – like the Vegas Golden Knights and then having those, like, and having that Edmonton Oilers-esque speed, right, where, you know, where, yeah. where they can just turn it on. That mix, I think, will just slowly but surely wear down the Minnesota Wild, who, again, another great team that I love because they just, like, no, like man, Matt Zuccarello, most underrated player in the league. Like, j- j- just gross and fits so well. They had their chemistry is great on that line, but they won't be able to contain Dallas. And Jake Ottinger, m- man, again, another, like, how many goalies have we talked about today that are just like, like are literally deciding our series and how we're choosing here? Mm. Jake Ottinger's fantastic. He's big, he's composed, but he's one of those big goalies that doesn't swim. He still plays aggressive, and I, and as a goaltending coach, I preach that. Right? Jake Ottinger is fantastic and can win in the series. I'm going Dallas in six. 
Okay. No, and, and I love your point about the infusion of youth, right? You got, oh, yeah. like, it's the, it's the young kids, but then you also have the Bens, right? And the mm-hmm. Pavelskis. Like, those are guys I want in the playoff. Those are guys in the room who don't have to say a fucking word. They just That's lead right. by example. That's right. Like, like, if Pavelski just looks in my eyes and, and like, like I'm fucking terrified. <laughs> I mean, you know? Like, <laughs> that, guy, that guy means business. Or Ben, like, Ben gives me the fucking stare. I'm like, okay, I got to play better now. I would not you know? mess with Jamie Ben ever no, in my no. life. I love that guy. Guy's a bear. No, like they, they just get it, man. They just get it, and I think I think DeBoer is really the guys love DeBoer there. They're gonna play for him. Yeah. And uh, you know, whereas Minnesota, like Flurry, he's had the yips in the playoffs, the awful mm-hmm. turnover against Montreal. You know, in the Vegas yeah. series, it's it's arguably the worst turnover of, of goalies. What the fuck as a goalie, John Remo? What was he thinking on that play? You know what, man? It, it, it's, every goalie has one in their career. Every goalie's done it, right? It's not just him. I've done it, dude. I've given up a goal from center ice before. We've all had moments in our life that you want to take back on the ice as a goalie. But he's had a few like, of those, though. He's he, he, I know, but his resume speaks for itself. He's a Hall of Famer, <laughs> right? Like, like there's no he way is. I can ever talk poorly about the flower. He's unbelievable. Um, and listen, we all make mistakes, right? Like. Man, I watched us against Boston blow a 3-1 lead, and then I watched, yeah. like, our goalies giving slap shots from the blue line. It's no different. Like, like, and, and this is why I think we've all focused on goaltending today. Because look at all the mistakes we talk about costing series. It's not, you know, the missed fucking open net chances from our forwards. It's about the one goal our goalie didn't save. Goaltending wins yeah. you championships. It's a cliche that's always stuck around and has always rings true. It's going to ring true again in this series. Man, there are some unreal goaltenders out here. Let's see which one takes the cake this year. Yeah. No, I feel you, man. And it's I think it's going to be a lot of fireworks. Oh, yeah. This, to me, is the best series in the West. I got The top oh. three, in my opinion. It, it's Ooh, it's this one. I don't know about that. It's, re- it's, it, it's, it's this one, Rangers and Devils, and, and the Leafs series. Those are the three that I will watch every game of most engaged. What do you guys think? What are your top three to wrap oh, things boy. up? Leafs series for sure because of all the drama. Rangers for sure. Um, Edmonton. Yes. I want to watch the Stars go at it. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm yeah. gonna go with I'm gonna go with well I mean Toronto Tampa just because there's fireworks but you know what I won't actually pick them I'm gonna be going with I'm going with Boston Florida I think it could be a slaughter fest there could be goals galore I'm going Boston Florida I'm definitely going Edmonton. And LA, I mean, that's going to be wild. And how can you not pick the Rangers and Devils? It might be the best playoff yeah. series out there. That is going to be yep. unbelievable. Um, yes. And uh, yeah, uh, biggest snoozer is definitely going to Carolina and whoever the hell they play. Um, yeah. Is it the Islanders? Yeah. Again? Islanders. Yeah. Just. just yeah, that's oh a boy. Fuck that. that that is going to be that, yeah. brutal. So those are my three best, and that's my worst. Nice. Yep. Okay, boys. Yep. Well, as okay. always, it's been a pleasure. I always look forward yes. to this one. Thank and you. it definitely lived up to the hype this time around. Uh, yep. It's so fun talking hockey with you guys, especially playoffs. And I'm just fired up for Monday. Uh, my my bird arrives Tuesday night, just as the Leaf game will be will be on. So oh, I'll be watching boy. from an air, airport bar. Wow! And uh, very very excited for that. That's it. Hopefully yes. we can get one. Like hopefully we can you know we can watch a couple of them and, and oh my god yeah, like yeah. oh my god we yeah can definitely get something going absolutely i think it'll be absolutely exciting. and it doesn't just have to be leaf games i'm down for any game yeah yep. even if it's carolina yeah. and the islanders i'll watch it 
So well, uh, fa- famously, John Ramo uh, started last year. Remember when Pittsburgh Rangers had that marathon overtime game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick and I were cuddling up in his bed for the whole, <laughs> game, the whole oh, game. That was yeah, great. That was and a, it was great so game. great. Oh, oh yeah. and I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Nick. I was like, uh, the Leafs have their uh, obligatory loss to the shitty Canucks once a year. And I'm pretty sure they right. smoked like five one that night. So yeah, you know, right. we all know the way yes, it goes. Yes, that was anyway, that was very well yeah. said. I, I yeah, I just think like my last comment would be I, this might be one of the most exciting rounds of first rounds of for for every team I think we've seen in a long time. Like like I think this is poised to be one of the best, most entertaining playoff uh, or Stanley Cup runs I think that we're going to see. So I'm really yeah. looking forward Could to it. Yeah. Yes, keep let's all keep our eyes to the. Uh, to the uh, to the phones and, and look for uh, wait like days to come together. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. No, it's going to be a great it's going to be a great two weeks, boys. So uh, yeah, yeah, really looking forward to it. Yeah. It's been a pleasure as always, Rink Moose audience, to serve you. We hope you enjoyed. Uh, look forward to our next episode where we'll recap all these series, and uh, yeah, we'll go from there. So um, thank you all for tuning in. It's been a pleasure to ch- to serve you. Enjoy the playoffs. Have a good night.